No one cared who I was till I put on the mask. Hey there, guys and gals, geeks and gamers. You're listening to the Nerd of Godcast, that place on the Venn diagram of life where Christ culture and nerd culture find sweet, sweet two-player co-op. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Nerd of Godcast, that kind of place where people go to the Halloween store the day after Halloween to buy everything 50% off so that a random day in March or April they can just throw on whatever random Planet of the Apes or Pac-Man costume they bought then and feel unseasonably fancy. My name is Tony T, and for the next few minutes we're going to be talking about Christ culture, nerd culture, and all the things that make us geek out and give glory to God. But guess what? I'm not going to be doing it by myself because with me, as always, is Steve-O Supremo. The key to being fancy is drinking your beverage with your pinky out. That's, that's, I, I've seen that at work in action. Pinky, yes. P- pinky is everything. Yes. Well, speaking of pinky, you're the pinky, he's the brain. Let's give it up for the big man, often imitated, never duplicated. It is the one and the only Quentin Gregory Neff. Guess what we're going to do tonight. What are we going to do tonight, Neff? The same thing we do every night, Tony. Try to take over the world. I love the way that you're thinking, and I like the cut of your jib, sir. <laughs> Sit across the table from me. She's salty, she's sweet, and she's conveniently pocket sized. It's Jackie freaking Wilson. Hi, Jackie. Hi. That's something you should never say too loud in the airport. If you ever go to the airport with Jackie, you shouldn't go, Hi, Jackie! Because someone will think oh. that you're hijacking a plane. <laughs> Safety from the TSA and your friends at the Nerd of God cast. We'll and not do it. since everybody's got a chance to say hello, <laughs> like the Beatles say hello, some say goodbye. We're saying goodbye to Nicholas Sadler tonight. Goodbye, Nicholas Sadler. Goodbye. But only for... <laughs> you sound like I just logged off of America Online. <laughs> <laughs> but not goodbye forever. No. Just goodbye for now. He's got family in town, so he came over here, got us technologically set up, and now he is leaving us to run this uh, flea circus by ourselves. So, Nick, thank you for your setup. Yes. No we problem. bless you. Safe travels. Enjoy your dinner with your family. Yes. Thank you. God bless you, and good night. Good night. Give him a microphone. <laughs> that's the show, guys. And that's it. Good night, everybody. Bye. We're so glad you huh? tuned in. That doesn't count. So that's the entire rundown of who is here and who was here around the table tonight. But we are so glad that you're here with us because if it wasn't for you, it would just be us talking to ourselves and that'd be kind of sad, wouldn't it? (laughs) Or we could at least do it not here and go somewhere where there's food. Yeah. And is anybody else hungry? A little bit. I, I, ate. I had a pizzone today a pizzone. because they brought those back. Is that the Pizza Hut calzone? Yes, it is. What, I no. wish I wish that our listeners could see yes. the shoulder rising and falling and then the swivel in her neck. She brought those back and I'm each thing so was emphasized with a shoulder thrust. What, so do you get toppings in there? In your I, I, get it, I get it with pepperoni, but it's like a cheap calzone. And it's Pizza Hut. Pizzones are the best. I feel like they should have named it a little bit differently. I feel Why? like because I feel like it's if you aimed bad at the urinal, like you piss on your shoes or something <laughs> like that. It's the pee zone. <laughs> so it's a low pee pee zone zone. It's a family show, kids. We're <laughs> finally got our explicit tag <laughs> on the podcast. Thanks, uh, Pizza Hut. <laughs> uh, Hashtag you, not a sponsor. You, <laughs> uh, I remember uh, because. Growing up, I re- before Papa John's became kind of like the dominant Gross. pizza factor. Oh, I love Papa John's. See, I'm a fan of Papa John's, like Papa but, but we never order Papa John's because my wife hates it's Papa gross. John's. Uh, my wife, wife is right. she no, hates Papa John's. 
Like, my wife will literally eat anything. She has eaten oxtail. She will eat curried goat. She, she ate a cow tongue. She ate a cow tongue. She will not eat Papa John's. What does that say about Papa John's? I so, love Papa John's, and I've eaten cow I tongue. I like their butter garlic. I, that's the real deal. That's, that's I don't really care. Pepperoncinis. Pepperoncinis are good, too. Yeah, but but I growing up, like, once I came to the age where I could Buy consume, my purchase my own pizza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pizza Hut was my favorite. And pizza let me tell you so why. Good. There was two, two words made that decision for me. Stuffed crust. Mm-hmm. Bless Because <laughs> the stuffed crust pizza yeah. is a yes. beautiful thing, right? Yes, it so, is. But they, but they, ha- they even had like these like Sicilian style square pizzas. Like I used to get like this this grilled chicken Pizza Hut Sicilian pizza. Pizza Hut is garbage pizza, but for some reason they make that garbage work. Well, no, you go. No, 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 don't fight. Uh, let's go with who? Uh, let's go with the cute one, Stephen. Okay, thank you. Um, no, I was gonna say since we're talking about pizza, I, yeah. had, I had my first, and I'm gonna use the air quotes legitimate because it was in Central Florida, mm-hmm. like Chicago style pizza. Okay. On this past Saturday, yeah, it was delightful. It felt more like I was eating a pie that was pizza. <laughs> this is a pie filled with cheese, so much cheese. But it was delightful. Yeah. But it was Chicago style, even though the owner's from Michigan. It was a really weird story. Michigan's pretty close to Chicago. Yeah, but it's Michigan. That's why they say, they 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 even say that the best, and again, somebody's going to attack me for this, the best New York style pizza is in Connecticut. I'm just saying. Like, that's what I heard. You you remember that from Ugly Delicious. Oh, they yeah. went down there and had a clam pizza. Oh, yeah. There's pizza fans out right now that are, that are yelling at us because I just said that the best New York pizza comes from Connecticut. I mentioned clams on pizza. You're talking about Chicago pizza being good, and we just went off about pop, uh, Pizza Hut and Papa John's. Somebody out. We have made someone mad. Yeah, it makes Pineapple belongs on pizza, you guys. <laughs> no, it does not, Jackie. You it stop does. it. You die. I was with you for <laughs> cantaloupe being disgusting, but I can never get with you for pineapple on pizza. I'll back her up on this. Delish. Pineapple is great on pizza. But... I only like it with ham. Can I tell you this? I don't like pineapple and ham on pizza, but they had at Papa John's a barbecue chicken pizza that had Gross. pineapple on it, which was really actually pretty good. Ooh, that nice. It was barbecue chicken. I don't like and barbecue. Okay, so that's well, see, this no is, pleasing you, is there, Jack? This is why I think pizza is a wonderful food because you can do whatever. You can do whatever. It's uh, you like pizza. I like pizza. It doesn't matter what toppings you like. It doesn't matter what shape you like your pizza. It doesn't matter what state you want your pizza from. Although no one from New York would ever acknowledge the existence of a Chicago-style pizza. It's, it's like the uh, it's like that Mary Kate Ashley song. I want pizza. P-I-Z-Z-A. There's a thing. Wait, is that a thing? There's a point in the song where they go whip cream pouring like waterfalls. And I'm like, what? Wait, whip cream? I on, don't know. On pizza? I don't Wait, know what happened. Wait a second. I feel like that's that okay, true. I'm singing it, and okay. I feel like that was a dream. Now, you listen, had. listen, listen. <laughs> I'm, I'm singing it slowly because I've only watched the version that's like slowed down to be extra creepy. What's the name of the song? You know what? You, know, you know who I feel really bad for? Really, really bad for? Elizabeth Olsen. She had to grow up listening right. to that crap and not getting paid for it. But look who's look who's in the MCU making them bango bucks. That's right? true. And the and the other Olsons Get killed girl. the Joker. So and their and their and their what and their aunts. Yeah, in jail. wasn't it wasn't it Mary Kate or one of them was the one that was like the last one to see Heath Ledger alive? Yeah, I think oh. it was one of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Thought, see, people forget about that crap because they Wait, pay that- off the mainstream media. It's a conspiracy. Wait, I thought that was Courtney Love, Bob Saget, and Uncle Jesse. Paid someone to get their kids into college. Oh, and Kimmy Gibbler has proven that the world is flat. They need to cut. Come it at me. Out. Cut it. I'm not seeing any any song 
called "I Want Pizza" by Mary Kay and Ashley Olsen. <laughs> Where are you looking up on All right. YouTube? So we, this is what no, we need. We need YouTube. our we need our research. We need our research department. Nerdy God Squad out there. You have access to the internet. We're gonna leave Help this. Us. We're gonna leave this on the table. We want you to find us proof of whether Neff is 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 factor crap. The Neff edition. Uh, whether or not Neff is remembering something. Factor that crap is a dangerous game. <laughs> Don't tell Don't Google that. <laughs> Safe search on. We're gonna see if Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen ever did a pizza song. Find us out, and you can let us know by connecting with us across all the social medias. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Nerd of Godcast, or you can check out our blog on nerd at www.nerdofgodcast.com, or uh, email us nerdofgodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to chat with you, connect with you, and exchange whimsical. Animated, animated gifts, gifts with, with you. You. Yes, get it. you can also give us a call on our hotline. That's area code 760-N-O-G-C-A-S-T. That's 760-664-2278. And if you'd like to be a part of the magic of the Nerd of God cast, you can do it behind the scenes by being one of our Patreon sponsors. We are a listener-supported show, and you can be a part of that by going to patreon.com slash nerdofgodcast for more information. Thank you so much. So what is new in nerd world from where you're sitting today? Uh... I started a puzzle last night. Okay. <laughs> it's, uh, Wasn't it a Green Lantern on. puzzle? It's a DC Comics. Oh. Is it the Thomas Kincaid DC Comics poster? Like the puzzle? one where it's like, cl- like all the classic oh, versions? No. Oh, no, 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 no. It's like a classic version of all the DC characters like just standing in the same room together, which is weird, but they're like layered on top of each other. And Layers. it's 1,500 pieces. Wow. Is that, is that a lot for a puzzle? Yes. I'm not a puzzle uh, guy. It, it is. It sounds like a lot. It's very large. It's about half the size of this table, which is uh-uh. about. This th- isn't an eight foot table. It's I like think. three by two or something like that. So I was in Target and they had puzzles the other day. And it, it, you see these Thomas Kincaid puzzles. He uh he's a painter and he does all these like nice idyllic kind of like forest mm-hmm. little yeah. little like we, uh, house with a mill house with the wheel with the brook coming through or something like that. Yeah, it's all like, you know it's pretty pictures. Happy it's, little trees. Photos that your grandma would buy you know if she could afford a Thomas Kincaid painting but he did for for some reason a couple years ago he started doing like where he would incorporate little disney characters so here's this thomas kincaid painting I saw that. but it's got mickey mouse in the corner or like there's ariel uh-huh. in the water or whatever uh well i just saw the one at target where he did a full-on justice league painting oh. and it's not good it's really it's like a not a great looking I got excited and then yeah, disappointed uh, you look it up look like up. when we see dceu movies oh. hey. <laughs> dc for the d stands for disappointed and the E stands for everyone. everyone. Disappointed disappointed. everyone. Yeah, but it's DC. Universe. There's disappointed. What's the C stand for? Crappy. Disappointed, crappy, everyone. You. Yeah. <laughs> entertainment. <laughs> you e stands for entertainment. Disappointed, entertainment, University. crappy. University. You, really, you really need to think this through next time, Stephen. Um, anyway. Disappointed. So, uh, yeah, speaking of DC, uh, nothing. Um, Marvel. Awesome. <clears throat> yeah. And yeah. Disney yeah. today has sealed the deal. Tomorrow it is official. When the sun comes up, Disney will own Fox. It really? I it saw, someone, oh, I saw somebody post something about that, and then I clicked the link, and the article is from, like, last May. No, so it, is, it is true. Official. It is true. It'll face Facebook official <laughs> in the morning. If all goes well, Disney, Disney, Disney will have control of Fox, and they will bring the X-Men and the Fantastic... Well, we don't care about the Fantastic Four. I care about the Fantastic Four if they we will do it bring right. the Marvel. Fra- they will bring all of the good Marvel stuff except for the Spider-Man heroes Doctor home. Doom. So, um, so I'm excited about this, you guys. So Dead- Deadpool, Deadpool goes to the MCU. So now here's my, here's my question. I'm not advocating the Deadpool movies. I've only actually seen one, and I saw the PG-13 version. Yes. But 
if you're the guys who did Deadpool, would you want to keep dead that Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds Deadpool, as a part of the MCU and just have him like make make fun of the fact that he's in Disney now and he has to be PG thirteen? It's really hard. It's I think it's gonna be really hard for them to untangle like how R-rated he was and how much he enjoyed being R-rated. Yeah, so that's gonna be a tough one. But he, but at the same time, if you're Disney, you do have a standard, but. Deadpool made a buku amount of money. Yeah, and if they're gonna put Deadpool in, I don't know if any if the fans will ever see anybody else but Ryan Reynolds playing Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Well, but to the same token, uh, Hugh Jackman's been Wolverine Ooh. for a very long time, and he's not going to be Wolverine anymore. Yeah. So, so putting putting them aside, putting Deadpool aside, putting the, the fan four stick aside, um, what do we do with the X Men? I, Give I, him a break, man. No, we no, bring, they need to bring him in. We bring him in, and they're all scrolls. If if you bring the X Men into the MCU, I would. There's no way that you could do it, but I would love for there to be a, a way for them to be already existed in the MCU. Yeah, like all the stories, like just something right in then. But at the same time, it's one of those things like they've had some pretty big events happen right in there. For the MCU to just gloss over, like, oh yeah, that happened. We just oh. never mentioned it. You know what I mean? Wait, what do you mean? Like, at, take the original X Men movies out, like the Brian Singer ones. And sure. You kind of go for the newer ones, like what happens in Days of Future Past with the Kennedy thing and the with all that stuff with how big of a villain Magneto was and how known he was mm-hmm. as a bad guy. You couldn't then add that into the MCU no. without having well, it previously. Ha- you, you've got to retcon the whole thing. Exactly. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say they, they yeah. should that, just start. From and, 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 I was saying that because I would love for those actors to continue the no, character. they're done. But they're done. Yeah, exactly. They're done. I would because I, I in I my say, would I'm you not, really love for those actors? Mostly, to do it? mostly say, Patrick Stewart. Because let's be honest, Michael Fassbender has just been standing there scowling for three consecutive movies. But he does it so well. I'm just saying. But and 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 honestly. Um, as much as I love James McAvoy, his uh, Professor X is just like kind of annoying and broody and moody. Well, no, I'm more talking about the original. Like I would say, like, are you gonna bring it back, James Martin and his double chin? Patrick, to come? Patrick he's, he's doing, are they gonna? Are you gonna tear him away from his Taco Bell commercials? Well, I just wait, want Patrick what about Stewart. Parsifal as a, Cy- a Cyclops? Yeah, whatever. I, I don't like the new X Men cast. Well, that's because you're wrong. I might be wrong. Well, he's not wrong. But I, uh, you, you're, to, when your you're going. Ways. No, well, um, when you go from from Famke Jansen to the Stark sister that nobody likes, no, you, nobody's gonna believe you. But Hank McCoy, the kid who plays Hank McCoy, is pretty good. Is he good? Is he good as Kelsey Grammer? Sure. No, he have the you voice. are a liar. You are a liar. Kelsey Grammer was the beast. I know, but I but also I really enjoyed his beast. Okay, I'm but not. I'm like not really knocking like Alan Cummings as Nicholas something. I'm not knocking first class. I like the first, first class. class it was, it was the, first class. The first class, yeah, it was, it was great. But <laughs> these new ones, they've just gotten far away from it. I don't think anybody's going to lose any sleep if they wipe this slate and bring them in. But I, I think that what I you agree. do is you simplify that universe. You get rid of all of the extra tangent characters. You even can kind of put Magneto aside for a little bit if you need to. And you really just kind of focus on the hub of the characters. You can really make a nice, interesting social statement. Start with the original first class of X-Men with Charles Xavier, uh, bringing them all through. Um, I say you don't put Wolverine into it. Let Wolverine have his own or origin movie story uh, uh. do it right this time <laughs> and, let him, um. and hey and make it a hulk crossover yeah. that was that's how he came into wait, the marvel wait, universe what if, what, now, if we, what does he just put him in a hulk movie yeah it could be the way to do that him. but here's a I, ju- I just saw this this might be a bad idea hulk is never going to get his own movie i know <laughs> this might be a bad idea but what if once everything because they're going to put everything back as best they can mm-hmm. in endgame i'm assuming what if putting everything back, when they bring everybody back post-snap, there is something that changed in the universe with the Infinity Gauntlet to now there is the X gene. 
and Maybe now they're that's on mutants. What they're doing. I know. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing that out there because you you could until it, Wanda freaks out and goes, "No more mutants." And then we have House of M, yeah. which I just started today. Sorry, it's. I mean, I I kind of already knew Don't that. Spoiler thing, yeah. That's how that works. And then we bring back the Inhumans. <sighs> to the mines you go. <laughs> to the mines you go. I'm interested, and I know I know that whatever they do, it's going to be really really good because. So far, the weakest MCU movies have still been better than the best DCEU movies. Yes. Yes. I said that last time. Thor the Dark World is better than Aquaman. Is Thor the Dark World better than Wonder Woman? Arguably the best DCEU movie. Okay, that's fair. Because although... Although oh, I, oh, don't you dare make that little pursed lips face at me, Neff. Like, all of a sudden, that validates and justifies the existence the of that failed movies. movie universe. Neff, that's, all the other Neff, crappy that's, movies. That's okay. No, that's still I a 20 care. to 1 ratio. I don't care. I'm happy because <laughs> Warner Brothers is getting a brand new president because the last guy was doing favors for people that should have been doing favors All right, Stephen, I need you to go back and mark the moment when he said this same exact thing like two and a half years ago. He's like, Jeff Johns is going to come in and <laughs> well, save the DC well, universe. Hold on. This guy, the last Warner Brothers president who just got, who just stepped down, he, he was on record... You know, saying he pulled money away from Justice League and rushed it into production, yes, and into release because he, he wanted. He said that. Did he, he say that before or after? Both. Because because it doesn't count if he said it after. Both. Because everybody said it after. Well, he did it. He he confessed. Confess. <laughs> Confession. He confessed. Right. And this new president vowed to come in and make Warner Brothers great again. Is he going to build a wall <laughs> between? The good movies and the poor ones. Oh it's gonna be great. We're gonna bring back the justice. It's group. gonna make the poor ones pay for it. Yeah, the DCEU is is so un- unsettling. That's why that we gotta reboot the whole thing. They had to steal and bring a director. me in for the Green Lantern scripts. Oh boy, including back. Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad cancel that. it. They, they cast the wrong person. Just kill his mic. For <laughs> there, no, but they. Here's the thing. Uh, it should be John Stewart. It just Elba shouldn't be. Since, since Deadshot. I don't know if you're going to build to this later, so I apologize. I assume that Idris Elba is going to be Deadshot in the Fast and the Furious spinoff. They miss. I think, we, I, th- I think we broke Neff. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. Steven, save the day. Well, I don't know if this was save the day. I don't know if you're going to talk about this later. Uh, so if I have seven on your toes, please let me know and I'll stop talking about it. But um, with the news that James Gunn is returning for Guardians of the Galaxy 3, he is still doing the Suicide Squad movie, which I think is a reboot. The or something. I don't like think that. it's a reboot because but I don't think they they're gonna get to rid back. of. I don't know. I just don't think they're gonna get rid of Harley Quinn. I think she might be the only one staying. But so I heard so it was you, a whole. It can't be like a reboot when you you're bringing cast members crossover. <coughs> let me let me. Uh, Are you doing it? Let me let, me let me let uh, me give an example. When they did uh, Deadpool originally, it was Ryan Reynolds, and then they brought him back as Ryan Reynolds, and not a different. And it was a completely different thing. So you could do it. What are you talking about? Oh, the, between yeah. X Men Origins. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know that that is a complete reboot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Deadpool skirts the line between boots yeah, and reboots. But I think that's because Deadpool it's Deadpool. Deadpool's the only one that can do that's, that. That's, that's, yeah, what, yeah. that's what I mean. The character himself. He's yeah, outside yeah. of the fourth wall. Right? Yeah, but anyway, um, so I don't know if you're going to talk about. Uh, that's why I wasn't. That's why I, we have to have a Flashpoint movie. We can keep some actors. I will and say, destroy the rest. Of that them. would be the smart thing to do. Half we can do kill a, Ben Affleck. No. In the movies, not in real life. Don't <laughs> yeah. FBI, don't at me. <laughs> but uh, 
<laughs> that's what I'll say in that. Do a Flashpoint movie and have Flash recha- like change everything, and you can keep Wonder Woman and you can keep uh, Aquaman. Aquaman. But have the, they can be in a new universe, but the same actors. New Fifty Two style, baby. But they yeah, and, they, and they almost have to because they've still got checks that they wrote in Batman versus Superman that they've got to cash. Nah, oh no, nah, man. We'll kill everybody. Yeah, it's the, it's convoluted. Who knows? I don't really care about the DCU until they start getting it right. I'm not going to be emotionally invested. I'll still go see the movies because I want to support the industry. She's I want to I want to enjoy soon. the medium. X Men and all the other movies they're going to get with Disney are, are, are going to be interesting. We'll see what happens. Really, no way to predict it right now, but. I, I think that you're right. The Flashpoint would be an interesting thing. Uh, I I was a fan of the idea of the multiple universes kind of spilling into the MCU, and that would be a way for you to bring over the existing X-Men, Fantastic Four. You could even bring back uh, Tobey Maguire as an alternate universe Spider-Man and Andrew Garfield as an alternate universe Spider-Man and Yay. have them all in the same movie and justify their existence and silence those who poo-pooed so many <laughs> reboots, but they did that already and better in uh, Into the Spider-Verse. So. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say, I was like, yeah, they covered it. It's fine. They already did that, so we're good. It's beautiful. We're, we're, we are are caught up. So with all the uh, interesting news that's happening with Marvel and Fox and that whole mess up, we have some interesting news happening in our own backyard. We're excited about going to MegaCon. Yes. yes. We, yeah, I know. Thank you. Woo, I'm excited too now. Woo. <laughs> uh, we uh, we are asking for some some help with that. MegaCon has been a huge event. And last year as we walked around, I was taking a lot of pictures, a lot of video. Uh, there's so much... Um, so much to celebrate when you're in that environment. So many fandoms that come together from science fiction and comic books and, and anime and, and action figures and gaming, and classic movies and all these amazing things that come along and, and, and all these people are there to really, really enjoy it and celebrate it. But uh, just kind of beyond the veneer of that as I was walking around and, and paying close attention, you, you just sort of see that there's sort of a, a bent, a lean towards uh, what I would consider spiritual darkness in that. You know, a lot of stuff that celebrates you know death and pain and, and just kind of an inherent loneliness even in the room and uh, you know uh, sort of a depravity in the, in the area of sexuality just some different things that I think um, are, are ultimately harmful to people to their souls uh, so I'm so thankful for the opportunity that we have to go back and bring some light in there uh, you know we're not pounding Bibles we're not telling people you know they're dressed up as anime characters you're wicked and you're going to a devil's hell I mean that's not what we're we're trying to do <laughs> what we really want to do is just a we want to empower Christians that are there to realize that it's okay to stand up your faith when you're in that environment it's okay for Christ to be a part of your life even when you're celebrating your fandom and we also want to change the perceptions that non-believers have uh, when it comes to we who walk with Christ. Uh, we want to let them know that we're not judgmental and we're not there to uh, point our fingers at them. We're not there to look down on them but we celebrate and enjoy the same stories and the same things that they do and uh, and we're just people who love God and and let that love transfer towards loving them. So um, help us to, to get out there and really make a difference. We just want to be a light, even a small light in, in that massive convention center hall uh, as, and, and the way that we do that we set up a table we'll be in the artist alley area we'll be meeting Christians we'll be meeting non-Christians uh, sharing the gospel bringing um, just you know bringing the brand out there so people know that that Christ culture and nerd culture uh, walk a very similar path it's just that one leads to hope and peace and joy and life and um ultimately salvation. So uh, that, that's what we're all about. That's what we want to communicate. So the way that we need to do this is that you can help us out where our booth is paid for. That was part of our Patreon uh, stretch goals. So our Patreon sponsors who take care of our show, thank you so much. Yes. Thank you so thank much. You, thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, your faithfulness you. and your continued support is has already taken care of getting our booth for MegaCon. But what we want to do is we want to reach beyond that. And we'd like to get a featured corner booth. It's a little bit more expensive. Uh, I don't want to talk too, too much about money because I think that's tacky, especially in a ministry context. People 
like, oh, no, it's offering time, you guys. Don't pass the plate on the Nerd of Godcast. That's not what we're trying to do. We just want to let you guys know that we do have goals. We want to be a little more visible. We want to be more accessible to foot traffic. Um, Neff and I are big guys, so we want to make sure yeah. that we have a roomier table to sit <laughs> behind. Was a, yeah, it was, was interesting. It was, it was only two of us, so it was only ever like me and Tony or me and Neff. Or... Yeah, but never me and Neff uh, <laughs> behind yeah. the table. But we, you know, we do want to make sure that we have uh, enough room and, and that we're visible and we can interact with people. So we do have a, a stretch goal that we want people to, uh, if you want to give towards, um, we also want to bring in some new merchandise and promotional products. We have a lot of that already uh, that from investments from last year and from some things that we just kind of uh, squirreled away, some Patreon stuff between last year and this year. So that, that a lot of it is taken care of. But the way that we want to do it is we want to offer you the opportunity to sort of like chip in and buy like shares. I know it sounds like a, a strange thing. It's right now it's available in our store at nerdygodcast.com. You can kind of buy uh, a sponsorship share uh, where you can go and say, hey, I want to support just one day of the, the larger booth. Or I want to support a meal for the crew for one day. Meals out there are really expensive. They yes. Are. You're talking like 20 bucks a person for just a regular like you know simple That's meal because it's convention center type food. Meal. So what we have is we want to, to get a little bit of money so that we can buy food and bring it out there with us, smuggle it in with our, uh, our merch box and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. So we can just have some sandwiches and some snacks and stuff like that out there. So we don't need anything extravagant. We're trying to be as wise as we can. We want to be good stewards. We know that anybody who gives, anybody who contributes, that's that's your hard-earned money. So we're not trying to take that and be extravagant with it. But we do want to uh, bless the ministry. Of course, those of you guys that do decide to give, we're going to give you guys some behind-the-scenes access to what we have, some exclusive content, um, some pictures, and a neat report of everything that you were able to sew into. Uh, but, but even beyond the financial contributions, please. Prayer is the most important thing. It costs absolutely nothing, and it yields the greatest results. So please pray with us as we get ready for MegaCon. It's going to be happening in the middle of May. So we're really excited about that. Um, we're also... Um, we just got back uh, a couple well, Stephen and I did I guess you guys didn't go this time just got back from the Youth Pastor Summit yeah no. so that's exciting Youth Pastor Summit is a, a big meeting for youth pastors it's I guess a summit for youth pastors <laughs> I, guess, I guess that was fairly <laughs> obvious from the title um, <coughs> they they hold it uh, every year uh, it's put on by Student Leadership University and Dr. Jay Strack thank you Dr. Jay for making all that happen and Dr. Brent Crow and Brent Crow the whole crew down there uh, Ben Trueblood from Lifeway Students and uh, the, the whole crew down there they do an amazing job putting that event together uh, they they offer it at, at it's free basically it's free it's so it's such a low cost it might as well be free I think it cost ten dollars and that basically covered just some expenses and that was just this time Usually and that was this time usually it's free yeah and I think it was just to hold your spot. Yeah, you get, spot. you get lunch, uh, you're taken care of. They gave us Two some like, nice books and printed materials. And after, see, after the conference, they let you at about 3 o'clock after the conference. It's there at the Hard Rock at City Walk, which is right outside the Universal Studios um, complex. So it's a Hard Rock Live in the theater there. On your way out, Universal, who sponsors Rock the Universe. It's like the premier Christian music festival in the Southeast. Um, they give free tickets to everybody who's in attendance. So as soon as you yeah. leave, you can go to Universal Studios for free for both parts. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. The only so. problem was yesterday, it was spring break here in Orlando, mm. and it was Mardi Gras. So it was like it's, the shortest amount of wait was like an hour. Yeah, it was uh, yeah. it was really, really crowded. But that's okay. We were we were really like twisted about riding rides. Yeah, we, we had were a great chill. time we had just kind of hanging out with each other. Yeah. So it was really good. But I just want to say thank you so much, uh, Youth Pastor Summit. Got to see a lot of good friends out there, youth pastors from across the state, and meet with some people. And it was, a, it was a lot of fun. We were really glad to be out there. In fact, I brought a little something back for you guys <gasps> to enjoy tonight. You did? Not, a, not a present, but oh. an experience. Experience that I want to don't act so disappointed. Sorry, I was there. Listen, I was promised a lot of presents out of YPS. 
and I only got one present. <laughs> well, I have a present for you from YPS. I'll, I'll let you unwrap it later on. Uh, but oh. we just want to say thanks so much. It was a great time. If you're ever in, I mean, people came from far away. Do they oh, yeah. come from Georgia, from Alabama, from Texas, uh, traveling long distance? But it was it's top tier material, and it was offered at really no cost for a two day conference. Ten bucks is not half bad. Mm-mm. So thanks so much to everybody. Um, and I'm not saying it's the best conference ever, but I am saying that our next segment is called the best thing ever. Ever. You got to be more excited. You can't do that yawning. Ever. ever. Yeah, don't, don't, don't do that crap. Ever. ever. Don't do that. <laughs> a, little, a little jazzy. A little too jazzy there with the jazz hands. It's a little bit uh, of a jazz brother. I channeled my inner Liberace. <laughs> it was really nice. Ever. Women loved him. Uh, so this time we're doing the best <laughs> thing ever, video game villains. Uh, and this is a lightning round. So yeah, our first eight brackets our first eight matches we put out at one time so you could could not just vote once you could vote eight times uh, Mm -hmm. right out the gate and uh, I cannot believe have you seen the results it just ended there was one because I I voted on this based on my bracket Mm -hmm. that I made so as I was voting I'm like oh I'm not gonna win my bracket I mean I might win ultimate but I'm not gonna get 100% I'm just gonna tell you I can't understand I think everybody's bracket just got wrecked. I haven't seen the final results, so uh, I'm interested to I, see. I am super excited to tell you guys about it right now. Uh, Jackie, did you vote? Jackie? Yes. <laughs> Stop looking at your phone, Jackie. Stop looking at it, Jackie. Stop I already cheating. know who won all of them. <laughs> I don't. Don't ruin it for me. And no I voted for me. all of them. Okay, Jackie. Uh, round one was Ganon from The Legend of Zelda versus Alduin Yee. from Skyrim. Who won? Ganon. Ganon good, won. Good. Handily. As he should. 86 yes, to 14. So. Uh, the second one, and this one, in round two, this was crazy to me. Well, say what it is. I'll see what I think. Who M. Bison from Street Fighter versus Sephiroth from Final it's Fantasy VII. It's got to be M. Seven. Bison, baby. I would have said Sephiroth. That's why I voted for I it. voted for M. Bison. I didn't know either of those two, so I just picked the name that looked the scariest. This, this, M. Bison? Uh, now, this one changed for, like, for I think, the, the entire week. It was at 50-50. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what I saw earlier. It just yeah. stayed 50-50. Finally, by one vote, by one vote, mm-hmm. who won? Sephiroth. Oh, good. The scarier sounding name. Take that, Mike Bison. It is definitely the scarier sounding it's name. It's Matthew Bison. It's Mike Bison. Well, you know why he's in Bison, right? No. Okay, in Japan, all of the Street Fighter, the, the four final villains, mm-hmm. Sagat, Vega, Bison, and Balrog. Uh-huh. Balrog? Is that the last? No, no. Uh, no, that's from Lord of the Rings. You know, yeah, I think I... Saget, Vega, no, I, Bob Saget, Saget, <laughs> Bob Saget, Alexa Vega, <laughs> you know, no, Vince uh, Vega. Who's who's the, the the boxer? Isn't it Balrog? No, I thought that was Bison. I thought Bison was the boxer. No, Bison's the big guy the, in the military uniform. Oh, oh, I know you're talking about the one with the hairy chest. No, that's that's <laughs> that's, that's Gaston. Oh. <laughs> uh, Balrog is the boxer. He's the he's the boxer with like a, the shaved hair and stuff like that. But in Japan, his name was M Bison because it was supposed to be Mike Bison. Really? Oh. Yeah. Like huh. he was a spoof of Mike Tyson. Oh. But when they brought him over here, they figured people would see right through that, so they made the big bad guy M Bison, and they just switched oh. their names. That makes sense. True story. Anyway, so. Uh, M. Bison is a fine bad guy for a fighting game, but he did not deserve to beat Sephiroth, and I was really, really nervous. Wait, well, I've never played Final Fantasy. Yeah, I don't know who what? Sephiroth is. I know who Sephiroth is. I know what he's done, but I don't know. Is he kind of goofy looking? Sephiroth, he looks like an anime bad guy. I mean, long black coat, long silver hair, so and a goofy. sword. Oh. A sword that's twice as tall as he is. Oh, um, that sounds like anime. But he's completely like evil, and, and he's completely heinous. And he stabs the main female protagonist right through her back midway through the game in Final Fantasy VII. And Boy. she does not come back. 
she dies Boy. in the middle of the game and does not come back. I would spoiler cry. alert. Yeah, spoiler alert for a 20-year-old game. What if one of our listeners is 13 and he's just now playing that game for the first time? Sorry. What is he supposed to do? Sorry, I didn't bro. I didn't name the female protagonist who he killed. He many, killed Gwen Stacy. Many, he killed Gwen Stacy. It's Final Fantasy. There's like nine. All right, so yeah. <laughs> it could have could have been any one of I think three female playable characters, or that one dude. But it's Eris. So um, <laughs> moving on, <laughs> we have round three: Bowser from Super Mario Brothers versus yeah. Lavos from Chrono Trigger. Lavos, the most terrifying video game villain, literally eating the end of the world and all congruent timelines. And of course, because people vote whichever one they know the most. It was Bowser by Bowser. 82%. Of course it was Bowser. <laughs> Bowser, was Bowser, the worst video game villain ever. No, yes. you're wrong. I didn't know who Lavos you was. You wrong. He is you a gotta kidnapping understand. murderer. We've, how many times have we done the best thing ever? This is 4.5 right now. <laughs> yeah. You have to understand. It, best thing ever is a popularity contest. It's not who well, listen, 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 listen. When I think video game villain, the first thing that pops in my mind is Bowser. Mm. The very first thing that pops into my mind. Yeah, we're not going by the most popular video game villain. We're trying to think of the best. Who's the best? Ever. Bowser. It just I means mean, that most people didn't take the time the to research. He's the first who, one I think of. who Lavos was. Hi. Wait, okay, so who's the best? He's the did you vote for Bowser, Jackie? I did. Lavo, oh, Jackie! I didn't research. I Lavo's, was just gut you, instinct. Let's go. You're part of the problem, Jackie. I am. Okay, so Lavos passes uh, away into the, the <laughs> nether world of forgotten villains, thanks to people like Jackie. That was a nice cover. Up millennials. There. Sorry. Uh, and then we we go on to the next round. Albert Wesker versus Glados from Portal, and I mean obviously. Glados. Yeah, she definitely wins, and this she deserves. This is a triumph. Yep. Um, and then now this is the 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 double down here. Hihachi Mishima from Tekken versus Wario and Waluigi. Oh. Now this one, Waluigi. this one. I'm gonna be a. I, I'm going. I assume which way it went, but it's wrong. It should. It should be the Tekken guy because Waluigi and, and Wario are have been. They're, they're they have been heroes in the past. And, so but has Bowser. So has Bowser. But they're intentionally joke villains. They like are. they yeah. were made. They were. They were made bad villains on purpose. They. <laughs> they I, I they were like they're the squeaky shoe wearing bad villains. They're they were. Great. They remind me of like the old school like 1940s silent movie bad guys with the fake mustaches like oh, yeah, yeah I want to get you now wow Luigi <laughs> I love you Jackie <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's exactly what I think what they are I mean yeah. they're, they're definitely spoof versions of it it's Bizarro Mario and Wario. Bizarro Luigi uh, Heihachi Mishima is the the head of this mega billion dollar conglomerate who creates like he seeks after like fighting he's got like this demon possessed father he's got a, a son uh, who he threw off a cliff to show him he wasn't enough of a man to be a Mishima and then his grandson comes back and he's got the demon thing and they have to fight each other and he's so bad in the bone he wears like a silky tiger shirt he's so tough and of course he lost Wow. To Wario and Whoa. Waluigi. What? <laughs> 82 to 18. Yeah. Wow. This is it's a popularity contest. Because of people like me, Quinn. Uh, and then, so for Bowser. One of the Bowser's worst. a bad guy. Another one of the worst and silliest video game villains versus one of the most complex and nuanced video game villains, Dr. Robotnik from Sonic the Hedgehog, the Eggman himself, versus Frank Fontaine from Bioshock. Ooh. Yeah, I'm gonna be mad at this one too. Is, is Who won, Jackie? Dr. Robotnik. So no, stupid. come on. But just barely. Fontaine is an evil person. 56 to 44. Let's Dr. tries Robotnik to kill little from. girls. Listeners, would you kindly just go back in time and just fix that? Yeah. Uh, if you, yeah, if you could, please. Uh, next one. This was the <laughs> most one-sided contest 
with one vote. <laughs> one vote. Sarah Kerrigan from StarCraft got one vote against Team Rocket, <laughs> who completely dominated her. They blasted off. 96 for Team Rocket. Sarah, Sarah Kerrigan. And I will tell you this, I will confess, I voted for her just because I felt bad. Sarah She's Ke not even on my bracket, and I voted for her just because I felt bad. Sarah Kerrigan's blasting off again. Yeah, yeah. It's like you have like it's like Toby from HR made her take her blades off. Aww. <laughs> well, I mean, you got Giovanni and all them. You uh, know. Yeah, Team Rocket moves ahead with force, and then our final round from Castlevania: Dracula versus uh, the Lich King from World of Warcraft. And despite a very late entrance plea for the uh, the integrity of his character as a villain from our very own Jessica Manchester, uh, the Lich King goes down. Dracula moves ahead, seventy that makes to thirty. Me so mad. So. I'm excited for Dr. Acula. So that means that our next round is going to be quite interesting, uh, and we're going to have you guys vote on it this week. So you're going to have four opportunities to vote this week at the time of this episode's airing, and that is going to be for Ganon versus Sephiroth. Oh. Right off the bat. Nice. Uh, Bowser versus GLaDOS. Oh. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how long your uh, – we'll see how long the Koopa King lasts He's now. the one true king. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, actually, a fairly appropriate little matchup, Wario versus Waluigi. That'll be kind of fun, right? What? Uh, Wait, Var oh, Wario and excuse me, Wario and <laughs> Waluigi versus uh, Eggman, Rock Doctor uh, Robotnik. Oh, okay. I was, I was like, say, Wait. how did you split them up? <laughs> I didn't know they were. I thought they were together. Two very silly villains. And the well, next round is every starting composer from and Team then, Rocket, and then Team Rocket versus Dracula, <laughs> which I would like to see the Netflix exclusive anime of that. That sounds so totally like a like a Lords and Hardy like movie. I would from like forties. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, it's Team Rocket versus Dracula. This is the anime. <laughs> That nobody asked for, but everyone's gonna watch. He turned, <laughs> he, he turned to a Zubat. It's like Abbott and Costello meet the werewolf. That was I'm sorry. Great. I can't believe I just stepped on your joke and it was a really funny joke. That was brilliant. That was. That they just catch funny. him, and that's the end. It's a 30 second long anime. Yeah. And, a, I, I, and then I could just see Je Jesse walking around as like a succubus or something like that. Who knows? <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, you can vote for that uh, online. You can check out our brackets at challenge.com slash BTE45. That's BTE45 for 4.5. And then uh, you can vote on our Twitter page, twitter.com slash nerdygodcast. Uh, let us know who you think in our lightning round is going to be the best thing, thing ever. Ever, 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 ever. Um, moving on. All right, so I told you I brought you something back from the Youth Pastor Summit. You yes. did, and I didn't really. What? Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> disappointed. False promises. Nice. Uh, no, I actually, I, I did a little bit. We went around, as we always try to do, and we try to go around and talk to a lot of youth pastors and uh, kind of get connected with them, ask them questions, get them involved. And we like to uh, bring up things about Christ culture, nerd culture. Before we ever had a Nerd of God cast, we went around, and I don't know if it was to prove a point or what, we went around and did a little question interview about who likes the what what everyone's favorite starburst flavor was uh, I don't remember this well yeah we were having a, we were having a debate in line about what was the best flavor of starburst pink. so uh, and pink was the right answer mm -hmm. but some people didn't agree with that so that is the best one yeah I decided to walk down the very very long line at 6 30 in the morning while people were waiting outside the hard rock live to get in there all youth pastors youth workers and ask them hey real quick just help us help us out on a survey what's your favorite so I took a score as I walked down the long line so every year that we've gone to YPS I've always kind of taken that long walk up and down the line asking people questions and this year was was um, no different. So we had with us a, a friend of the show and a Patreon sponsor, big time producer, one uh, one time big time producer, uh, Zach 
Shinholzer was with us. So we love Zach. Uh, Great kid. And uh, Zach was over there with his friends. He's interning right now at Lead Institute in Lakeland, Florida. Uh, Shout out to the lead. And uh, Zach decided he was going to go up and he was going to do a question and answer game for us. And he recorded it. So Zach recorded this asking questions. Now tonight we're talking about masks. The masks that we wear. The masks that that we use. The things in, in... fiction and fan culture and all the stuff that we kind of get excited about, uh, whether you're thinking about you know Darth Vader or Kylo Ren, whether you know, you're thinking about Vega from Street Fighter or you know any of these characters that wear these kind of iconic, legendary masks. So we decided we were going to go and ask a bunch of youth pastors from a variety of ages, uh, young you know millennial youth pastors to some more seasoned, gray-haired youth pastors, uh, the char- a character name, and they had to tell him who they are when they put on their mask. Pretty simple. Mm-hmm. And this is a game that we have played before. Uh, this is called Eight for Eight. Eight for eight. Yeah, so he asked eight people eight questions, and your job is going to be to decide how many got the answers right. Oh, yeah. Bro. All right, so. so oh, yeah, I started with the eight, 80 for 80s. That's one. right. We did with the 80s on eight. We did the uh, with the senior adults. So I will ask you guys real quick the questions just to kind of gauge how well you think they're going to do. Um, I'll ask you guys the questions start. Okay, are you ready? Yes. yes. All right, so I'll say the name of the character, and then you tell me who they are when they put on their mask. Peter Parker. Spider-Man. Pretty simple, right? Anakin Skywalker. Darth, Darth Vader. Vader. So far, so good. Tommy Oliver. Green Ranger, White Ranger, Blue ex- Ranger, Red Ranger, My Power Ranger, Doctor Tommy Oliver. I'll accept the Green Ranger, Professor, or Oliver. the White Ranger. Okay, everything else, as far as I'm considered, is fan fiction. Uh, yeah, it's not fan fiction; it's Turbo and Zio. Wesley the Farm Boy, Aww. Dread Pirate Dread Roberts. 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 Yeah, very good. Uh, Don Diego de la Vega, uh, Zorro. Oh, yeah, Zorro. Very good. <laughs> Mick Foley. Oh, Mankind. Mankind. Dude, love. Cactus Jack. But Mankind is who you're looking for. Mankind is who I'm looking for. <laughs> Stanley Ipkiss. Oh, the mask. mask. Yeah, very good. And John Reed. John uh, Reed is... John Reed. Rorschach? No. Oh, I don't know. What's that name? Sounds I, I don't know. I, I, oh, give us a hint. Give us a hint. Cowboy. Bebop. No. I don't know. How many cowboys wear masks? I don't know any cowboys. Oh, 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 Lone Ranger? It is the Lone <laughs> Ranger. Uh, yeah, but here's the no. real question is what's the name of the Lone Ranger's nephew's horse? The Green Why Hornet. Why is that a question? That was in Christmas story. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> but the Green Hornet is the Lone Ranger's great nephew. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Um, which actually, I, we did ask that question as a bonus question. Zero people got it right, so I cut it. So without any further ado, I'm going to turn it over to Zach. He's going to give you a real quick introduction, and then we're going to ask these questions away. He's going to introduce you to all of our ministry friends that answered the question, and here is Zach Schinholzer. Hi, I'm Zach, and we are asking a few questions about people and the masks that they wear. So we're going to give you names, and you're going to respond uh, with what mask they wear. I'm Scott Matthews, and I'm from Ozark, Alabama. Ozark, Alabama. Stephen Frazier, Dublin, Georgia. Hannah Gonzalez, I'm from Orlando, Florida. Jake Rigsby, uh, from Tampa, Plant City, Florida. Tampa, Plant City, Florida? (laughs) (laughs) I run the whole region. (laughs) Plant City, Florida. Mike McDuffie, River Hills, Church of God. All right, Mike McDuffie. Uh, Eric, Hollywood, Florida. Eric, Hollywood, Florida. I love Hollywood, Florida, yeah. man. Uh, I used to go to Jackson's Ice Cream Parlor all oh, the time. Yeah, that's right? You know what's up. Yeah, you know what's up. Stuff. I'm Cameron Crabb from Global Youth Ministries in Chatsworth, Georgia. Awesome, awesome. 
All right. So first, just tell me your name real quick and where you're from. Uh, Josh from Calvary Chapel, Palm City. All right. So where, those wait, wait, are. Where was that last one from? Calvary, Calvary Chapel, Palm City. Oh, Florida. Okay. Yeah. So uh, you guys now know our eight ministry leaders. Yes. And uh, you guys know the eight questions. So we're going to see if you guys want to take a guess at how many of them do you think knew Peter Parker was Spider Man? Eight. Eight. I say a strong eight. I'm going to say six. Okay. Eight. Oh, Jackie, why do you think they're so six. stupid? Because they always end up being stupid. But this is this is Peter Parker Spider. <laughs> They're always stupid. That's what I've said about other answers, though. All right, so you're gonna do it with the solid six. Solid six. All right, so uh, well, well, yeah. If there's gonna be, I have a feeling if there's gonna be one person who doesn't get it right, it's gonna be that first guy. I don't know why. I feel like he's not gonna get it right. Yep. If nobody gets it right. Hi, I'm Scott Matthews, and I'm from Ozark, Alabama. You think that Scott Matthews from Ozark, Alabama is <laughs> gonna get the questions wrong? I said if. <laughs> Somebody's gonna get it wrong. It might be him. That's profiling. Profile is wrong. <laughs> All right, here we go. I can't profile based on a Spider-Man. Voice. Keep your own scores, guys. Eight, yeah, eight, six. You. Here we go. First person is Peter Parker. Spider-Man. 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 Peter Parker. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Fantastic. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. You got it. Spider-Man. That is eight for eight, boys. Y'all yeah, boy. dumb. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys get a point. Uh, Jackie, you do not get a point. So, again, That's this okay. is closest to the pin. Whoever gets it closest gets the point. Uh, you guys have nothing to keep score with, do you? Our fingers. I have no points. My okay. brain. Just somebody keep it on your phone real quick. Just I keep, will. Keep the Thank point. you, Jackie. Keep my score on there. You're too. a treasure. Uh-huh. All right, round two is Anakin Skywalker. How many guys of these eight men do you think, eight men and women, how many of these eight people do you think knew who Anakin Skywalker was when he put on the mask? Eight men and woman. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say seven. I'm, I'm going to say six. So we got a seven, we got a six, and we have Let's a do seven. seven, six, and seven. Here we go. Uh, number two is Anakin Skywalker. Darth Vader. <laughs> Darth Vader. Oh, that's Darth Vader. Uh, uh, Darth Vader. Uh, Darth Vader. You got it. Uh, Darth Vader. You got it. Darth Vader. You got it. You're doing great. Darth Vader. So that was eight everybody. for eight. But no, you no. said six. Yeah, but you said seven. Yeah, we're, it's closest to the pin. Yeah, so whoever gets closest. Yeah, oh. and so Jackie Steven and Jackie get a point. I thought it was. I thought it was whoever guessed it. No, Steven and Jackie get a point. Neff, you get I said, nothing. You get, you get nothing. nothing, sir. Six plus two is what I said. Okay. Um, all right. Moving on. Tommy Oliver. Four. Four out of the eight. I'm gonna go with four. As I'm well. gonna go with two. Two. Two out of the eight. Two. No confidence in the. In the okay. Well, no, I well, barely. Jackie, all we need is for. Wait, what if happens if it's three? Is it Neff because he didn't go over? Uh, yeah. It would be Neff because he did not. I don't okay. know. I don't care. Price is right rules. No, I think we can split the point if it's one away. Here we go. Okay. Yeah. Number three is Tommy Oliver. Um, He's not going to get it. <laughs> you got me, brother. <laughs> I don't know that one. Oh. The arrow. Green arrow, green arrow, green arrow, green arrow. It's the Oliver because I thought the same thing. Oh my gosh. Um. Uh. 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 Brain fart. Brain fart. That's not his name. Oh my gosh. Not brain fart. Pass. Oh. Don't know that one. No idea. Oh man. I'm too young for that. I'm too young for that. I do not know. Tommy Oliver. Yeah. I'm not sure on that one. Oh 
nobody. Oh, that is zero. Nobody. So, so why don't you cut that one? Zero. So who's closest? Neff is closest. Neff gets the point. Neff, we're all tied. Don't, oh no, you and I are tied. Yeah. Don't don't get cocky now, son. Uh, how can hey, you say hey, Steven? There's not four. Downtown, downtown. You know what? Oh, oh wow. That wow. was so long ago. Always has to go back to that <laughs> yeah. one. Yep. So but hurtful. she knows it still but hurts you. <laughs> I know. That's oh. the only game Jackie's ever won. Let her have it, Neff. I won more than that. That was just the sweetest victory. So a classic <laughs> movie that a lot of people have seen, but maybe young people haven't seen, or maybe old people don't remember. I can't tell you. Uh, any clues here, but the Dread Pirate Roberts. This one, I'll say three. I'm going to go with four. Two. Three, four, and two. Wait. Mm-hmm. Nope. You no, can't take it back, Steve. Next to me, I said three. We haven't started. No, we have three, three, three four, and two. Uh, here we go. Wesley the Farm Boy. You got me again. <laughs> It uh, becomes uh, Dread Pirate Roberts. Yeah. There we go. Oh, oh! I'm really <laughs> disappointed in myself. I know that movie. Who does he become? When he puts the mask on, who does he become? He has a name. <laughs> I don't know it then. The Dread Pirate Roberts. Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> I can't remember the name. Okay, the Dread Pirate, Dread Pirate Roberts. Roberts. Oh, See, oh, tag team. Where were you, man? <laughs> tag team. See, I told you I'm not that good. I don't know that one. Dread Scott Roberts or the Dread Pirate Roberts. Robertson. I'm gonna give it to you. I'm gonna give it to you. Wesley the Farm Boy. You know Wesley the Farm Boy? I never heard of it. Yeah, from Princess Bride, the Dread Pirate Roberts. You got yeah. it. Very good. Very good. All right. So the number yes. was three. That was baloney. That guy didn't get it right. He said Dread Scott Roberts. That's deli- That's a totally different person. How do you know that the Dread Pirate Roberts middle name's not Scott? Dread Scott is a totally different person. <laughs> Dread Scott. <laughs> Dread Scott is a historical figure. <laughs> How do you know they're not based based on him and his name was Dread Pirate how Roberts? Know, how do you know the Dread Pirate Roberts wasn't from Scotland? He okay. could have been Scott Roberts turned pirate. Oh my. <laughs> Sounds starring Rob Schneider. <laughs> hey, right. I'm the Dread Scott Roberts. Next. All right. Wow. That is how about the fox? Time. Zorro. Two. I'm going to go with zero on this. No, I'm saying I'm one. Giving Change it to one. Three. Three? Zero. Wait, he said he said two or he said one. I said I said two, then He's, one, and then I changed. Right, I'm gonna give one. So one. zero for one. Zoro, one. one for Zoro. Now I'm gonna give one. it two. And Mike McDuffie's gonna get it right. I'm gonna give it two. I said zero. I'm gonna stick with it because I'm gonna flip flopper like. So Steven. you're going with two. I'm going with two. I have to think about it. I process. Okay, it. So zero, one, or you're going zero. I'm going one. Zero. For and I'm ja- saying Mike McDuffie. Zero for Jackie. <laughs> one for Steven. Two for Neff. Statistically, I have the best odds. Here we go. Yeah. You do. Number five is uh, Don Diego de la Vega. Were we Princess Bride again? Got me third time, brother. Okay. <laughs> I knew it was a guy with a sword. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, is it Nacho Libre? No. <laughs> Zorro. Zorro, that's right. I, I, I want to say Zorro. It is hey, Zorro. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, nope. Don't know that one. Zorro. It is Dang Zorro. It. Zorro. It is Zorro. All right, yeah, good. Very, see, good. you're doing great, man. <laughs> I think I've seen that one. No idea. Nothing? No. So it was three, and uh-huh. Neff gets the point. I trust in Zoro, yes. Oh. Well, see, Zoro the Gay Blade is one of my favorite movies of all time. Okay, moving on. Here we go. How many guys think Mankind of was? Of all time? I'm sorry. I could have let you finish that. <laughs> no, no, no it's, it's, it's dumb fun. I love Keep that. going. How about Mankind? Three. Have a nice day. Ooh, three. Two. I'm going to go with three. Jackie's going two. The boys are going three. Here we go. Number six is Mick Foley. Podcast is over, as far as I'm concerned. 
Mick Foley. I know that name too. Mick Foley. Mick Foley. I know that name. Nope. <laughs> Wait, Mick Foley. It's Mick Foley. That's all I ever call him. I forgot the name. It's Mick Foley. Mankind. It's just, oh my gosh, I'm an idiot. Oh, I know that name and I can't think. Mayhem or something like that. Oh, so close. Mankind. Okay, good. Mankind. That was good. Oh, well, we have. Oh, he has like four personalities. Well, who's like, he when he puts on the mask? He's a uh, mankind. You got it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> one, Jackie one. on the nose. Yeah. Yep, there's a point wow. for Jackie. I expected it to be more, just because there's more subtle. Wait, who's the, who's the one, one that got it two? right? What's that? Who's the one that got it right? I don't know. Out of all the Southerners, only one of them got the wrestling question right? Yeah, right. I'm wondering, I'm, I'm wondering who's the guy, first guy, Alabama, bro? Number yeah. seven is Stanley Ipkiss. Okay, sorry. Oh. Stanley Ipkiss, two. I'm going to give this one. The mask. One. Can you say two? Two, two, and one? Good. One. Jackie, all we have to do is then I get one and we get points. Boom. <laughs> High five to your <laughs> forehead. I feel like if you say the same answer as somebody else, you should split the points. Okay. No, so we just have a point. Here we go. Stanley Ipkiss. Number seven is Stanley Ipkiss. Sorry. <laughs> Stanley Ipkiss. That was pro. That's not a TV TV show person. I have no idea. Oh, the mask. The mask. <laughs> I know the mask. Thank you. Oh, wow. Stanley Ipkiss. 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 Uh, Jim Carrey. The mask. The mask. Is very the mask. The mask. It is the mask. the mask. You're killing it, man. You're doing great. Yeah. I would take Shot and Dark the Haunted Mask. That's probably not it, though. It's just the mask. The, the mask. Okay. The mask. Yeah. The mask. Yeah. Can't give it to you. Uh, the Riddler. No, we're looking for the mask. The mask. It's funny that he, I, he knew was right. it was Jim Carrey and he's at the Riddler. Yeah. If we can give Dred Scott Roberts a point, we can give the Haunted Mask. Hey, this a point. is Tony's game. He does what he wants. He it's not like you'd get the point. All right, so uh, Jackie and Steven split a point here, and uh, his score is now tied three to three to four. Yes. All right, so we're gonna let uh, Jackie choose first. How many of you guys? How many of them knew who the Lone Ranger was? And I will say this: you cannot choose the same answer that somebody else has already chosen. Um, so the lowest score is Jackie. Three. Three people knew. Nefri. One. One. Steven. Two. Two. Oh. I can't. I can't. Uh, zero. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna say he's mm. bold move. We put mm. you. We got him. We got him, Jackie. Well, the worst I can do is tie. So I'm not gonna lose. No. Right now you're leading by half a point. No, he said it's three. No, to three. I'm not, I didn't really give anybody half points. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, so then the worst you're I can. Right so if he doesn't get it right, we take off a point. So I, the worst I can do is. is All right, quickly. So Jackie is zero. It? Jackie said zero. Three? three. I said three. You said, said two. One. Oh, you said one, and you said zero. Zero. Okay. Here we go. Especially not the first guy. All right, number eight is John Reed. Lone Ranger. Oh! Way to go. I lost already. I so. love, I love that Steven said that, Especially and then he the immediately. Guy. Now, let me tell you, the first guy, every question that I asked, every question that Zach asked, rather, every question that Zach asked, he was getting more and more mad. <laughs> he was getting more angry. And finally, I think when he got that at the end, it was like a nice like burden of vindication for him. Nice. All right, so we got one. That's right, you got it. <laughs> John Reed? Man, we're asking some random ones. I have no idea. Oh, no, I was thinking of Fantastic Four. <laughs> isn't, isn't it last name Reed? No, you're Reed Richards. See, I told you I'm bad at this. You're killing me. The Lone Ranger. Okay. 
not Tonto. I'm thinking Tonto. Uh, Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger is very yes. good. Very good. The Lone Ranger. Can't say that one either. Flash Gordon. Uh, no. no uh, uh, Where's your team? Oh, I, I know what you're gonna say. It's uh, that science fiction movie. I can't remember the name. Uh, of it. So we're looking for the Lone Ranger. Lone, oh, okay. All right, so the answer was three. Who gets the point? I do. Jackie, Jackie gets the point. Steven and I are tied. And because the Lone Ranger was the hardest one and Steven miscalled the prediction on who guessed it, I'm going to give Jackie that point five points, which means Jackie wins this Yay! game. Congratulations, Jackie. I guess downtown, downtown isn't the only game, Steven. <laughs> no, that's still <laughs> That's what you said, Steven. Your words exactly. Well, I can't speak into the future. I'm not girls, a puppet. Girls, you're both pretty. I am. My mom you. doesn't think I'm pretty. Same. My mom thinks I'm handsome. My mom thinks I'm ugly. <laughs> okay. I remember when I was a kid, uh, we went to this store, and I don't even know what store it was. I don't even know what kind of store it was. They had a little bit of everything in the store. But they had this box, and it was about yay big, he said, implying maybe the size of, like, a, a, a shirt box, like, that you would gift yeah. a, a shirt in. And uh, it had... Uh, a, colorful printing on it and a clear transparent window in which you could see what was in it. It was a Halloween costume. And I remember buying it. I was very excited that my mom would buy it. And I don't even remember it being Halloween. I just wanted this costume. And it was an Incredible Hulk costume. Hmm. Oh, yeah. And had the Incredible Hulk in it. And this was what the costume was. As you would imagine, for a child who wants to dress up like the Incredible Hulk, it came with a mask for yes. the Incredible Hulk, which right. was a like a plastic, um, molded plastic, like it, basically like a pie tin. It was like that half yeah. thing of the of the the, the Hulk's face yeah. with the little tiny you know holes for eyes and little <laughs> tiny slits on the nose. Yeah, big enough that you could breathe through, but not big enough that it wouldn't be completely wet with the condensation of you trying to breathe through it. Uh, put on uh, that that was it held to your face with this elastic band that was attached to the. Mask with little staples. Yes, I've had this. <laughs> so, like, and uh, inevitably the thing would snap, and I would have to like r try to reattach the part that didn't snap. So the thing kept getting tighter and tighter. On it's my the face. same staple that they use for the 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 bingy ball thing with the. Yes, it, the, like there's somewhere there's these industrial staples for children's toys that are destined to break. And then the the remainder part of the costume was actually like a vinyl, like a plastic smock. Um, if you could just imagine, like a poncho, if you will, and on the front of it, it had a printed picture of the Incredible Hulk busting through a wall. And that was I'm my sorry? costume. It was a Hulk. It wasn't even like the body? <laughs> no, it wasn't even the body. <laughs> oh it was God. a picture. It was like a pajama t-shirt. <laughs> it was a big, it wasn't, but it was plastic. It was like a plastic smock, like an apron. It, could, it couldn't even be a t-shirt. That it sounds uncomfortable. And so you would dress in your regular clothes with this plastic vinyl like apron with the Hulk smashing through a wall and you were wearing the Hulk mask. In case anybody game. didn't know who you were dressed up as. <laughs> It had a, it conveniently Are you the Jolly Green Giant? Are you Frankenstein? <laughs> I'm the Hulk, you guys. Look at the smock. It was it was so bad. Stop smocking me. But we used to. My dad used to really love costumes when I was a kid. Like it was like masks. He, he always would take us to like these costume shops. And my dad had this mask that he would wear to terrorize us with. Oh my gosh. It was uh, a Tor Johnson mask. <laughs> now, if you don't know who Tor Johnson is, he is. Horrifying. He's a wrestler. <laughs> he was a wrestler um, who became an actor, and he was most famous for starring actor, in, uh, quote unquote, quote, actor, air quote, actor. He was starred. He starred in um, in Ed Wood movies, specifically Plan Nine from Outer Space. As and he was very famous because he was like monstrously big and bald headed. And um, my dad had a Tor Johnson mask of the zombie version of Tor Johnson from Plan Nine from Outer Space. Uh, I was told it'd be. Uh 
Lobo from Bride of the Monster. Yeah. You, your your knowledge of Ed Wood <laughs> cinema is staggering and off off putting. Um, <laughs> but it, so my dad would wear this, and I would see him. He'd just come out, and, you know, making faces and you know, like you know, making the the Tor Johnson like hand gestures and like coming after us and stuff like that. But my dad always loved having costumes. Um, my dad bought a Darth Vader costume. Mm. Oh. And this was when Darth Vader was still like hip and new. Um, like this was Empire era. This was pre oh. Return of the Jedi. Darth so, Vader. We still haven't seen his face. Yes, yeah. So we've seen the back of his head though. Uh, and and it was <laughs> it was my birthday party. I think it was my fifth birthday party. So it would have been 1982. So yeah, there was no there was no Jedi yet. Um, and he came out at my birthday party. I did not know it was him. We were outside, and my fifth birthday party was huge. There was clowns there. There was a magician there. Mm-hmm. I bought. I got a trampoline for my birthday, so we were all out back by the trampoline, and there was cake, and it was a monstrously big party, which is why I'm still talking about it, you know, 37 <laughs> years later. Yeah. Uh, and so, and I remember we were standing outside, and everybody like started pointing up. All the clowns were pointing up, and all the everybody, all the adults, they're like, "Look, did you see that? Did you see that? It's a spaceship! It's a spaceship!" And I was so upset because it was my birthday, and everybody saw a spaceship, and I didn't see the spaceship. Aww. I was so upset, and then. The sliding glass door to the back of my house opens up, and the fog rolls out, and Darth Vader steps out carrying my cake. Dude, stop! Oh my and god, I'm, your dad is so extra. <laughs> was so, like he had I fog. love it. It wasn't until uh, probably twenty years later that I realized there was never a, a spaceship. That it was oh just a setup gosh. for Darth Vader's arrival. So as amazing mm-hmm. as that party was. I think it was off put by the fact that maybe a year or so later, I was in the back of, we were hiding or playing or whatever we were, and in the back of my dad's closet, I found the Darth Vader mask. No, 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 I wasn't even disappointed because I thought, how cool is that that my dad was Darth Vader? Like, I don't know. In your mind, when you found that, did you think, my dad was Darth Vader in Star Wars? Like, no. Did you think that he was was, the actor? I was five, but I wasn't a moron. And he was like, no, that's impossible. (laughs) No. (laughs) <laughs> but I always thought I, I think masks are really really cool. I've always thought like being able to dress up uh, and and put on masks <laughs> is is a really fun awesome thing. You know I like we we have a bunch of costume stuff at my house. I, like I said we do we go out on the day after Halloween and buy stuff when it's fifty percent off. Mm-hmm. Um and I I love masks. I love anytime they have like cool helmets and things. We have the uh, like some of the Tie Fighter pilot helmets from Star nice. Wars, yeah. uh, Stormtrooper helmet, uh, Clone Trooper helmet, Darth Vader helmet. The one with the voice changers in there. Um, the Optimus Prime Transformers helmet. I mean, I just love those things. I love putting on masks and 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 wearing those kind of things because it's just kind of fun to pretend like you're somebody else for a little while. It's kind of fun to. I mean, I guess we call it cosplaying now, right? When yeah. You're, now, that now that we're nerdy adults, <laughs> uh, but you know, dress up. up term. Dress up is fun, you know. Have you guys any memorable masks you guys have ever worn in your life? Halloween or costume parties or something like that. The one that I think of first was the first time I ever got super excited for Halloween was when I was about five, I was the Blue Ranger from the Power Rangers, and it came with the whole, like, it came with, like, a not quite fitting, like, cloth suit that was, like, a onesie. Okay. But it was the the Blue Ranger uniform. Yeah, why blue? Blue Ranger was my favorite ranger. Cool. Yeah, he was, my blue was my favorite color, and he was a nerdy kid. Yes, and he kicked butt. Um, (laughs) Plus, I don't quite think by that time, 
Tommy had come on the show. Oh, okay. Or if he was, he was still a bad. So that was er- that was the same. I was like early four or five. Rangers. It was, four, was like was season one, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it blew up. Yeah, it was four or five. Well, Tommy came at the end of season one, but, was like uh, but I'm just saying. But that's yeah. that season. Uh, yeah, yeah. If Tommy has not on the show yet, and <laughs> yes. Blue is your favorite, then yeah. it was season one. Yeah, Blue. Was, uh, so I don't stand corrected. No, no, no. Blue, Gosh. But Blue was my favorite even after Tommy came on. Tommy's my favorite now that I think back in the adult how awesome he was. Right. Um, but so, but it came with the same like little plastic mask uh, that was put together. I had like the string in the back. Yeah, yeah. But what was really cool, it didn't come with any shoes, but it came with gloves. Um, and the gloves in the in between your index finger and the thumb, right where that little crevice is, like yep. where it is, there's like a button in the glove, and when you would like close your hand, it'd make like a sound, so you can like act like you were punching, but it'd make like a whoa, whoa, whoa sound whenever you do it. That's cool. And I broke those <laughs> so bad because I kept I played with them like I would just wear the gloves around the house like after Halloween <laughs> and just like act like act Stephen's like, walking around in his underoos, <laughs> nothing on but britches and gloves, <laughs> britches and gloves, <laughs> band name, got it. <laughs> but that was. That was my favorite like childhood. <laughs> what's a what's a mask that you remember wearing, Jackie? Um, as a kid, like growing up for Halloween and stuff, I didn't have a lot of costumes that I know I wore masks with. I um, the, a really memorable costume that I did was actually a couple years ago for the um, Halloween concert at Valencia. We were required to dress up. Yeah, I remember for that. It. And I had made my own costume uh, to be Carrie Kelly's Robin. Oh, like, so I got good. the patch and everything, and I was very proud of it. I worked very hard on it. Was really cool. She had the gloves and everything. Yeah, I had yeah. the gloves and everything. That's super that was cool. dope. What about you, Nefri? Well, I had, like, two that I can remember. It was uh, 2005. I had Darth Vader because Episode 3 had come out. And the year was 2005. I, I remember watching, you know, Episode 3 in theaters and became my favorite Star Wars movie. But I remember dressing up in the Darth Vader outfit. Came with the mask or like the half mask, mm-hmm. and it came with the lightsaber, and it came with the whole outfit. I remember loving that outfit with the cape and everything. I love capes. And then I remember, um, <laughs> I remember, um, I think it was in like high school. I had never seen the movie Scary Movie, right? But I had the the scream mask from Scary Movie, but it was the one where he's got like the tongue sticking out. Uh. I think he, I think the mask was like called What's Up because okay. it's from a scene Wada. like Wada. And I remember that was just... I don't get that reference. You know from the beloved commercial? Oh, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember that mask being, like, really cool, but also freaked me out because I was still, like, a little kid whenever I bought it. So, but it was it was one that I remember because it smelled like cocoa butter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a good thing to remember, so I guess. Every time I smell cocoa butter, I'm like, oh, this smells like a, a mask. Now, now, characters that have masks. Is that Sadler? No, oh. there was a baseball hat backwards. What is there? Somebody in this building? Yes. Oh, it's Nolan, Nolan Clifton to Nolan. scare the crap out of me. Holy cow! Hi, Nolan. What? You didn't even say hi. You're freaking. You us need out. to announce your presence, sir, or you scare people. Yeah. I, okay. Okay. What? I saw a random person. I He's miming. Like, Sorry. Okay, bye. My heart's gesturing. My heart. I don't. He's, I, I felt like we we're playing baseball. I saw a body walk into there. And I'm like, um. Sorry. Check, please. It's all right. Uh, I love you, Tom. Sorry. No, it's okay. Oh, I just, I just wanted to make sure we weren't being attacked. My heart no, is yeah. pounding. It's I mean, like, if we were, I would protect you. Thank you. Jake. I would just throw Jackie <laughs> at him, like a projectile. She'd yeah, and kick him in the face. <laughs> I just want to make sure, because then you know he comes up and he's got all of our trust, and it's like, oh, it's just okay. It's just Nolan, and then it's not. It's a monster wearing a Nolan Clifton mask. That smells like, like it's Mission Impossible. <laughs> pull, pull it off. It's like, and I would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for you snooping podcasters. Uh, so, uh, of all the characters that we know that are masked characters, who is the coolest? Like, who has the coolest mask? 
Hmm, that's a oh, good question. A, the, the mask is a really cool mask. You mean like the mask? Yeah, like, like from Jim Carrey. Like Ka- just smoking. It's basically his id coming forth in in like like as a person. And like he, the fact that he can like manipulate entire people to like do a dance number with him. Well, he is he he does go chick chicky boom chick chicky boom chick chicky boom. Yeah. What's the mask that you like, Stephen? Uh, it's not really cool. It's the first one that comes to mind. It's the masks, and they don't even really, they're in the movie for like three seconds, so I don't think this counts. So I'm going to say this while I think of a better answer. But the masks that they wear at the beginning of the Three Ninjas, when they all kind of <laughs> get, they're given the mask as like, the not the end of their training, because they're always training, but it's like, now we can call you a true ninja. Here you go, Rocky, Colt, and Tum Tum. Here are your masks. And then they wear them like one time at the beginning of the movie, and then you never see them wear them again. But it's the same thing for every movie. They get the masks at the beginning of each movie. But I just always think of those, like they're like, like old, the old, like kind of like uh, the ancient, like Japanese style masks mm. that you'd see in like all the paintings and stuff like that. But that's individualized for each of the kid, and it matches the color that they wear. One is green, one is blue, one is yellow. But it's just not a cool mask, but it's memorable from my childhood, and it's not even used that well. But if I had to pick a mask, I'd probably say the Green Ranger's mask. Okay, because he can play a flute. Yeah, uh, he played a, even a dagger he that sounds have, like a trumpet, but it's a flute. Even though he doesn't even have articulated <laughs> lips on the mask. And the flute sounds like a, th- a synthesizer. That's funny. Um, what about you, Jackie? Can you think of anything? There's a brief moment in Avatar The Last Airbender where Zuko wears a blue mask. Oh, oh and Katara wears a mask, too, at one point. Oh, those were good episodes with good character development. I like those ones. That's cool. I don't want to spoil anything because I know you haven't watched it. I haven't the watched it yet. Yeah, I haven't watched so. it yet. We got some input from some of our uh, our fans out there on the Nerd God Cast Twitter. Uh, we just put that out right before the show. Hey, what are some of your favorite masks? And, and the ones that I caught, unless you find any that I haven't seen yet, Jackie. Uh, Brent, uh, sh- uh, at Sheridan underscore Brent said, uh, Ichigo Kurosaki from Bleach. And oh. also mentioned Majora, which mm. uh, Majora is terrifying to yes. me. Yes. Um, uh, L underscore seven I'm not even going to try to spell it for you uh, said Grifter uh, The Mask Rorschach and Black Mask Black Mask is pretty scary Grifter is a cool mask it's like Red Hood but it's floating on his face (laughs) Oh Red Hood has a cool mask uh, too Oh no I'm thinking of who am I thinking of Red Hood. I'm thinking thinking of Red thinking Hood. Of, Red Hood, Jason Todd, or Red Hood the Joker. Red, Red Hood, Jason Todd. Yeah, Red so Hood the of. like the Joker. Red Hood is <laughs> stupid. It's He's just like, a pill. It's like a big bullet head. Ooh, uh, what's his name too? Uh, uh, Deadshot. He has a cool mask. Okay. Sorry, I'm just singing the masks now. Yeah, no, that's what we're talking about. Um, at City on a Hill game, like Spider-Man, especially Miles Morales. That's yeah. cool. Um, at Otaku Mama, likes Link from Majora's Mask. Nice. Uh, at K-Week 27, seconds Rorschach. Um, big fan there. That's a cool Rorschach one. is cool because that mask is like it fluid. Like, Constantly moving, right? yeah. moving is, yeah, it's dope. And then uh, it's that Stephen likes the masks from Three Ninjas. Yeah, that's not <laughs> Nobody mentioned Point Break? Dead Presidents? <laughs> Dead Presidents mask. Or I like, um, you guys ever seen Spirited Away? Yeah. No, I one, there's one character that's like he wears a mask, but like he, he it's like you would think that's where his face is, but then he like starts eating a bunch of people and he's got like a big mouth underneath the mask. That's it's just weird. but he's a really cool character. Yeah, he's Spirited like, Away is a really cool slash really upsetting movie. Yeah. It's like really weird. But it's but it's so phenomenal. Do you want your parents to be turned into pigs? No. And do you want a giant head lady to take you to a bathhouse? No. <laughs> what, probably, is that a children's movie? Do you want do you want to have do you want to have to care for a dragon that's cut up by paper cuts? That's all I'm saying. Is Spirited Away is beautiful and really it's strange. So is that a phenomenal. children's movie? It it's is. a Miyazaki movie. It's so a movie it's, you should see before you're 13. It's that good. <laughs> <laughs> it's formative. There was a 
Informative. That informative. That and Princess Mononoke as a double feature. You will be a scarred child. I'm more of a Castle in the Sky type of guy. I like Castle in the Sky. Howl's Moving Castle. Kiki's Delivery Service. When I was a child, there was a show. Not a child. I was probably like eight. I wasn't a young child. I wasn't a toddler. Uh, there was a show that premiered called Goosebumps. Oh yeah, oh, here we go. The fr- I, I, in my mind, it's the first episode, but I don't know if it's the actual first it's the episode. Best it might have been the one that I just saw the first, and it freaked me the crap out. Where this girl's like trick or treating, and it's Halloween, and she goes to this really nice house, and her friend gives her this mask, and it's like it almost looks like the mask from the mask, Isn't it but Mary it's like Beth? green. I don't know the names. I've watched one episode. Uh, and because it, it freaked me out, and she puts this mask on, and then it like forms to her head, and she it won't come. She can't get it to come off. That's like the whole story of it. It's like the haunted mask or something like That's that. That's what it's called. It's really it's, it's called like a haunted, haunted mask. mask. Oh, look at me! Look at my name recognition. Twenty five years later, there, there's two of them. There's two haunted masks in the Goosebumps universe, and they're both excre- extremely terrifying. But the one that I saw freaked my junk out and i was like i was so, i think i got like super claustrophobic about it like oh, i was yeah. like i would never want it it was just, it was scary and it's like she couldn't get off it so she's going around town the whole night freaking people out it was scary and the, it's changing her personality too yeah it's making her like angry the first comic book i ever bought and read and i wish i could i wish i could remember what the number of the comic book was so i could reference it quickly but i got it when i was i think in second grade uh maybe early third grade was batman and it was called the story was called the death mask and oh. I just remember the cover of it, which was extremely, the book was very disappointing compared to the cover because the cover was so cool. But the book itself was like, oh, it's kind of lackluster. But it was Batman kind of on his knees in a very anguished position trying to pull a skull mask that was like grafted onto his face. And uh. you could see him sort of like trying to tear it off and it wouldn't remove itself from his face. And he was just in this anguished position. Really amazing cover art. Uh, really lackluster story. Mm. Uh, but there's something about mask that we find fascinating and, and you you look at it I remember the um, in the first Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire uh, Willem Dafoe's Norman Osborn had an obsession with masks yeah. and you could and you see like his his office and his apartment in his in, in the city and he's got all these cool like tribal and you know interesting masks which I guess lent itself to his goblin costume mm-hmm. uh, there's something cool and kind of off-putting about masks uh, what is it that you think that maybe makes us kind of like weirded out by? I think I think it's the uh, sometimes like the um, I'm not going to say the word right, but like the uh, an- an- anonymity, mm-hmm. like it, like the anon- anonymousness of it. Uh, for example, I just read uh, for the second time the uh, Court of Owls, the uh, Snot- oh, Scott yeah. Snyder's first volume yeah. of Batman. New Fifty Two Batman, and. One of the most unnerving parts of it for me is at towards the end of it when you actually spoiler it's not really a spoiler you get to see the court of owls and it's like a ton of people just wearing these like very simple like owl mask it's a white mask with like owl eyes and like black owl eyes and that's it and it's a it's very unnerving when you're just looking at a bunch of people mm-hmm. but you you they have no identity because that mask is blocking it and it, then they're kind of it makes them like extra creepy like every time you see like the anonymous. Uh, messages that you see like part of the unnerving part of it is the mask <laughs> so I, I decided I was going to watch uh, the new episodes of Arrested Development on Netflix which uh-huh. watching Arrested every time I go back for more new Arrested Development I'm always way more disappointed I just <laughs> wish uh, is it any good the fifth season I haven't watched it no uh, the first half of the fifth season's out but then the second half just came out and it's not that great but there was something funny George Michael 
kind of catch up on a story. He's got a, a tech company called Fake Block, but it's not really a real company. Um, it's all fake. <laughs> it's an actual fake block. Yeah. <laughs> so his girlfriend wants to go see the company, and there's nothing actually happening at the company. So he gets the idea that maybe if he can make Anonymous mad, that they would come and they would protest him. Uh, so because he hasn't really done anything to make Anonymous mad, he asks his Uncle Job, can you please get a bunch of, you know, guy foxes you know masks to come out here and uh protest the place so you know we can't get in there because there's this protest going on so they show up and of course uncle job does deliver uh he's got a whole bunch of hot cops outside with <laughs> fox masks on hot cops it's a bunch of guy foxes outside <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah but the, the but v for vendetta was a great example of an effective use mm-hmm. of a mask yes uh, and then when you see so many people kind of wearing the mask at the end there is an anonymity when you talk about the court of owls the creepy thing for that was they straight up dismantle and torture Batman. Yes. I mean, they they, yeah. they take him apart. Yes. And the thing is, as he's standing there and you got the court of owls all around him and you see, like, all of these people, that they are all probably people that Bruce Wayne knows in real uh-huh. life. Yeah. Like, but people you don't power. know who they are. Like, I've only ever read the first. I have, I have, I just recently bought uh, volumes two, three, and four. So I went back to reread the first one and I'm thinking, like, I, I'm kind of interested to see if they ever show you anybody yeah. in the court of owls right. it's, it's it's really interesting because who could it be so uh, aside from the fictional masks that i mean obviously you have uh, when kylo ren first came out in, in mm. uh, oh, episode yeah, in episode 7 mm. but we didn't know who kylo ren was yeah. we didn't know that he was just going to be a little you know a little benji solo mm-hmm. uh, right. we didn't know that we just thought this guy's terrifying and what's his deal you know why is he slashing everything up when you have masked characters and it conceals their identity or it gives them an alternate identity uh, anytime that you see uh, a character in a movie think about the the absolute terror, uh, the moment that a character realizes that the bad guy pulls the mask off and it's secretly their best friend or secretly, you know, wh- whatever. It's their brother. The whole time. That they didn't know about. Yeah. Um, and and you, you have this concept of, like, the mask hiding someone's identity or giving them a different identity. Uh, aside from the fiction that we follow, why do people wear metaphorical masks in real life? Why do people put on different characters or try to act a certain way or be somebody that they're not? To fit in, how so? Um, for I mean, I can only gauge this based on my experiences. Like in middle school, or high school, you had the kids who would put on like a mask of confidence or a mask of like uh, whatever was popular, so that way people would like them because inside they're really lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I used to do that when I was in middle school, not to like a huge extent, but I would pretend to like something that everybody else liked. So that way they would like me. Hmm. Um, so I'd put on the mask of being interested in whatever they're talking about or whatever they're into. So that way I can get a little bit more friends. I, I didn't do it that often, but I did have that desire to get people to like me. We're going to find out one day that Steven doesn't even really like nerd stuff, but he just really <laughs> wanted us to like him. I'm a jock. <laughs> There's um, sometimes people might feel like they need to put a mask on. Right. Like um, if things aren't going right or if they feel like they're not good enough, they might feel like that they need to fake it to like, appease the crowd so kind of like going off what you were saying Stephen, where it's like kind of like making people accept you and like you but also just taking it a step further and like doing that so it's like defense mechanism yeah like a defense mechanism hmm. can it work the other way can it be like where you have to act like you don't like anything because you don't want to seem vulnerable or you don't want to oh for sure like yeah. for sure everything is somehow beneath me or unsatisfactory or aloof yeah it's interesting yeah. Neff what do you think man well I've seen and I've experienced uh, times when people including myself have uh, been going through like tough times, dealing with uh, depression, anxiety, uh, different 
uh, emotional problems and they still put on a smile for other people you know uh, this this fake uh, this mask of like you know everything's okay I'm fine you know I don't need any help I don't need you to pray for me for anything uh, and inside they're really hurting and it's because they don't want people to worry about them because they don't want them to know what's really going on with them yeah like they're, they're embarrassed by the fact that they're hurting and it's interesting because in church you would think this would be the place that we would be able to talk about this academically but not from experience because we should be an unguarded or un, uh, a more genuine group of people mm-hmm. and yet I think that when people consider the church culture and and I, I don't want to say Christ culture but I'll say church culture uh, people have experiences or even felt that urge to be something that they're not yeah. or to act like everything's okay or to act a certain mm-hmm. way um, that you kind of come into the, the church environment and it's like I'm good. Everything's great. Praise him. But we're really broken. Yeah. I mean, and then there's people who are like that on Sundays and they're they're like all about Jesus on Sundays. But then the rest of the week, they take off their mask in front of, you know, everybody else. But they put on a mask when they come to church or, you know, yeah. Uh, Social media could even be used as a mask. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. See, now, like, like one of the things that someone of my generation versus your generation would know is when we used to take photographs, uh, you would take your pictures, the camera roll would end up, you would take your photo roll down to Walgreens or the photo mat or whatever. The one hour photo. Nope. When I was a kid, you'd have to wait three days. Oh, <laughs> and you would take, not remember, even an hour photo. I, I remember oh, when the one hour photo was. You could pay extra deal. for the one hour, the but. 72 it, hour photo. And you would come back and they would give you your pictures and you got what you got. And if you were blinking or if you had a boogie or if your you know fly was undone, whatever it would be. Like that was the picture it's you got. Forever. But now people take pictures and they put them on social media and they, they never put a bad picture of themselves on nope. social media unless you're like a 50 year old dad and you don't know how to set a profile photo. <laughs> and it's all you do it from like <laughs> chest high, Mr. Potato Angle. <laughs> and there's always like three pictures of the same one right in a row, but just of different frames, different yep. different crops. Um, that's anyway. Yeah. Uh, and the, I mean, and that commentary is the like, lighting's always really yeah. bad. But people don't jacket. put pictures of themselves on their Instagram no. that aren't perfect. And half the time they're filtered. So that's almost mm-hmm. like they're putting another. A, a mask over top of that. There's so many times I've gotten, okay, here's a friend request from a person. This happened to me last week. I got a friend request from this girl, and I don't know who the girl is, and usually if I get a friend request, like, sometimes I'll get it, and I'll be like, that's not a real person. That's just like, you know, clickbait or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, But I, I saw this one, and I, the name seemed familiar, but I couldn't quite place it, and I, I, I looked through all of her profile pictures to try to figure out whether every single one she had friggin' puppy dog ears or, like, deer horns or something <laughs> like that. I, I don't know what you deer look horns. like in real life. I just know what you look like on Snapchat. Chat. I don't know what She's your face an is. She's an animorph. She's an animorph. Are you a fawn? Are you a satyr? Like, what kind of mythological creature are you, Alyssa? If you, if that is your real name, um, I ended up finding out who Alyssa was, and she was a real person that I knew, but um, I could not tell from her pictures mm-hmm. because it was totally fake. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, how many times have you come into church, uh, especially if you come to church with a, with a family? Coming to church and you're fighting in the car on the way here, and then you get to church and it's like, ah, everything's great, you guys. You know, um, that's that's uh, such a common thing that people do. They walk in and or or you're hurting, and it's like, but you come in mm-hmm. and you put that church mask on, mm-hmm. smiles and smiles, because the Lord is good. Yes, He is. That that makes me think back to when Pastor was talking about emotions, and we did. Um, that little skit about anger. Yeah. Yeah. And then arguing on the way home, on the way to church. Yeah. On I-4. On I-4. So what what are we covering up? Why do we do this? I think it's so that way people, which is funny because everybody is, but I think it's so that way people don't know that we're broken. Hmm. Mm. 
or don't know that we're not perfect, especially. And I'm thinking about this from the church world, uh, because even though it's not the case and even though most people know this to be true, when you go to church, there is an unfair expectation for you to be the best you that you can be. And sometimes you just don't want to be. So you'll put on this mask of, uh, you know, I'm all happy. It's all good. But really, um, either, you know, I'm not living my most Christian life or my life is kind of in shambles right now or whatever it is. So you put on this mask in order to, I think it's defensive, like in order to shield yourself from perceived judgment. And that's not fair, but it's real. There are there are in some church cultures, in some church circles, there are people who will judge you for your cracks mm-hmm. and for your failures and your shortcomings. There are people who will judge you for your imperfections. Mm-hmm. A lot of times that's a defense mechanism. They're going to be judging other people because if you're following their pointing finger, you're maybe not looking at what's wrong with them. You know, how many times have we seen that happen? Like, oh, look at that person that fell down and they don't even, and they're pointing to them so you don't see that they're on the ground too. You know, there's a word that people, it's, it's one of the number one reasons why people don't want to associate with Christians or with church yeah. people is because they, they say hypocrite. Church people are hypocrites. Now, when Jesus talks about hypocrite, that word um, in, the, in the Greek, um, I don't want to mispronounce it because I'm not, I'm not good at Greek, but um, the word is this. Strong's G, 5273. Hypocrites, hypocrites. Yeah, because I'm bad at that. Hypocrites. <laughs> it, it's, it's hypocrite, but the word for hypocrite actually means it translates to an actor, a stage player. Hmm. So you got to think back. You go to the the Hellenistic, the Greek mm-hmm. people who would put on those masks, yeah. and they would pretend to be somebody else. Mm-hmm. That's a hypocrite. When we come into church and we pretend like we're okay when we're not, it's almost like we diminish the, the our need for the grace of God. Yeah. Uh, or we diminish the way that we can accept other people. I, I can't accept your brokenness if brokenness has such little value to me that I have to pretend that I'm not broken. Mm. And I hate that. Like, I hate that that's our culture. And I wish that somebody could just finally, like, put a stop to that. I wish that somebody could just say, hey, we all are broken. Let's just be broke together, you know. And, and ultimately, all that just boils down to pride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, like, I don't want people to perceive me as this because then they're going to think less of me. But instead, it should be, you know... I want to be. It doesn't. It's not like you need to walk into church and and announce your business like you're declaring for bankruptcy in the office, but you know, be vulnerable with people that you can trust, so that way they can help build you up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when we put on these masks of whatever they are, you're only hurting yourself. So how does it hurt you? Um. Let me let me think about. It. It's like, well, you can't get better if you if you're not letting people know that you're broke. Like what needs to be fixed or what needs help being fixed you know more more importantly if you're not able to be vulnerable with other people <coughs> how are you being vulnerable with god to let him help you out mm. because if you're putting up a front in front of all these other people at church what does your prayer life look like what, wow. is, what, what is your what is your relationship with god look like at this point because if you're putting up a front between people who are just as broken if not more broken than you are how are you to the person who fixes your brokenness? So that's an interesting thought is that if you wear this mask long enough, you stop remembering where you start mm-hmm. and the mask stops. Yeah. And you kind of, it, it doesn't become like hypocritical. It becomes a, a, a false identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you can't even come before God repentant because you've forgotten that you need to repent, you're so used to, you're so practiced mm-hmm. at, at, you know, putting forth this image. That's interesting. And that seems very pharisaical. I mean, it seems like these guys who did all of the things to put on the the image of of 
religiosity mm-hmm. and they forgot that they're actually sinners in God's hands. Uh, Jesus said it in um, Matthew chapter 23 and he's like he's like woe to you Pharisees, you know, he starts calling them out. He's like you're hypocrites. You're like um when he calls he said they're like whitewashed tombs. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you're painted on the outside, you know, but on the inside you're full of bones and dead things, Mike, he dead things, everything unclean. Mm-hmm. And but you painted the outside so you feel like it's good, it's all good, but really it's dead on the inside, you know, in the same way he said, you know, on the outside you appear as righteous to people, but on the inside you're full of hypocrisy and wickedness. Uh, and and he's talking, that's his team, that's his, that's his people, those are the ones that are in charge of his stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, you look great on the outside, but on the inside you're nasty. You're nasty. You're, you're trying to mask a dead thing with a carefully crafted illusion. Uh, it, it's like going on a trip with middle school boys, and they don't want to shower, but they spray themselves with Axe. Mm, it's Lord. like Axe don't cover stank. No. It just enhances don't, it. It don't. It's so wrong. So, uh, you know, okay, do you know who Clayton Moore is? No. No at all? No. I, the villain from Tarzan. Very close. Uh, He's you, a villain you, from George of the Jungle. You should. Uh, Clayton Moore was an actor. He played the Lone Ranger. Oh, John Reed. John Reed. Very good. Uh, John Reed, he played the Lone Ranger in like the 40s. I was going to say, no, I thought that was Army Hammer. No, he played he played the Lone Ranger, like I think it was like 1949 to like 1954. So like for five years in, in the TV show and in the, I think a couple movies, Clayton Moore played the Lone Ranger. And he became so iconic as the character, the man in the mask, that after the shows and after the movies stopped being made, he would still show up places dressed as the Lone Ranger. Oh. For real. Like, he would go and do public appearances as the Lone Ranger, but not under the auspices of the production companies or the people mm-hmm. that own the rights to the Lone Ranger. Right. Like, that became him. Oh like, my. he would go around and wow. introduce himself as, I'm the Lone Ranger. You know, he would go and, and you know, show up in places as the Lone Ranger. Uh-oh. And finally, I think, it was like, like in the 1970s, the, right when they were about to remake, like, reboot the Lone Ranger as a new movie, um, the production company, the owner of the Lone Ranger, basically sued him and said, you can't go around as the Lone Ranger anymore. Like, that's mm-hmm. not who you are. You're an actor who played this part 20 years ago, 30 years ago, and you, you've been living as the Lone Ranger for 30 years. Mm. 25 years after this thing stopped being made, he's still living as the Lone Ranger. And um, that's sad yeah. because he's not a cowboy. No. <laughs> he's not. He was like from New York. He's not a cowboy. He, he's an actor. And and his his acting got blurred with his reality to where he became... Um, that character, not even in a cute way like Robert Downey Jr. and Tony Stark, but like in a sad way. Um, actually, he was so, if I remember the story correctly, he was so like adamant as living out the life of the Lone Ranger that when they got he got sued, he countersued them and he won. Wow. And, and he wow. got the he retained the rights to be able to like go around as the Lone Ranger because he'd been doing it for so long. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, the only star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame to have an actor and character name is his. It says wow. Clayton Moore, the Lone Ranger. Huh. Hmm. And that's, that's the only one on on, on Hollywood Walk of Fame. But but for him as an old man, and I think he died in the late nineties, as an old man the lines between what was real and what was not real for him were extremely blurred. And wow. to me, that's... That's dangerous. He wasn't a cowboy. It's dangerous and He sad. was never a cowboy. Never. Mm-hmm. He was never a sheriff. He was never a ranger. He was always an actor. 
And I think sometimes what happens is we make ourselves out to be, I don't know, like something that we're not, whether we're good at something or sometimes we make ourselves out to be something bad. Sometimes we put on the ugly mask because we're ashamed. We don't want people to see the good thing that God is doing on the inside. We don't want to draw the attention to ourselves. Whatever it is, these carefully constructed identities and illusions, if we wear those masks too long, we, we forget that we're not that person. That's like Batman. Whereas like his his mask isn't him in the Batman outfit, it's him as Bruce Wayne yeah. because he, he's he's become so like he's he's lived as the Batman for so long that it no longer is his costume, it's him. And so whenever he's not in costume, he's in the, he's who he's supposed to be. Like he's supposed to be Bruce Wayne, yeah. But it's like he's putting on another mask. Thanks, Rachel. <laughs> Give me the arrowhead. It's back. not about what you. It's not <laughs> smack. So what you do that defines you. Yeah, and and I think that it's it's important for us to think about what the word says about this. That God wants us to come to Him as children, and 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 I think when when we think about children, there's an innocence to that, and there's a lack of pretense with that. Adults come with pretense. Adults come with politics. Uh, Adults come with presentations. Stubbornness. Children just come as they are. Oh, they do. Children come with snot snot bubbles coming out their nose Mm -hmm. and dirt under their fingernails and boo-boos on their knees. Tell me about it. And they just, that's that's how children approach you. Uh, Real and unguarded. And and complete honesty. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2 in the message translation uh, says, We refuse to wear masks and play games. We don't maneuver and manipulate behind the scenes. We don't twist God's word to suit ourselves. Rather, we keep everything we do and say out in the open, the whole truth on display so that those who want can see and judge for themselves in the presence of God. And I think that we as Christians should really live that way because if people don't see our masks, they might stand a chance to see Christ in us. Mm-hmm. They might stand a chance to see Jesus shining through the cracks of our brokenness. Um, we just have to be very, very careful. So whether we get caught up in the mask that we wear, that is our title, like it's important to me to be somebody in this title, whether we get caught up in the mask of the attention that we get or the credit that we get, like I want people to see what I did and give me the the accolades for that. If you're wearing that as a mask, if the applause that you receive or the credit that you get or the followers that you have, if that's the mask that you're wearing, if the 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 right filter and the right image and the right what if the, if what you put out on your social media is is the most honest version of yourself really stop and take a look back and see what it is that you're selling to people see what mask you're wearing um, don't be fake you know that doesn't mean you have to be so unguarded and real all the time um, uninvited honesty uh, yeah. comes across as criticism we learned at YPS yes. yesterday <laughs> you know you, you give it give it honesty invited not uninvited but um but we want to make sure that we have a good healthy grip on Stephen you tweeted this yesterday maturity is self-awareness yeah maturity is that perfection it is self-awareness maturity is not perfection it is self-awareness and you cannot be self-aware you cannot know what your face looks like until you take that mask off and what is the mirror that we look into it's God's word. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Bible says it's, you know, we look, it's, if we look at God's word, it's like looking in a mirror. We don't want to walk away and forget immediately what we looked like. Uh, Galatians 6.3 says, if anyone thinks that they're something and they're not, they deceive themselves. Let's be real. Let's take the masks off. Um, and, 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 and if you don't want to shock yourself, do it slow. Take some time in your own personal things, the things that you can control within yourself before you're interacting with other people. And, and be willing to be vulnerable. Be willing to be real. Be willing to be self-aware. Uh, look at your social media. See what you're selling. Is that who you really are? Are those the things that you really care about? Um, be honest. Be transparent. Be real with God, with yourself. And then finally, when you're good enough at those two, with others.
Mm -hmm. And I think the world will be a better place. All right. Well, I think that brings us to the end of our, our talk tonight. Let us know what masks you think are cool. And let us know if you ever found yourself wearing a mask in uh, real life, uh, emotionally or spiritually or otherwise. We're really having this very calm. Oh, you think we are, but that's because oh, right. I have a secret for you guys. You have a secret for us? <laughs> I do. Down by my right leg, I have a bag. It's I'm about to pull leg. it out. You don't need me to look at my leg. Cheeky monkey. Looking at my legs. Were you looking at my bum? You were looking at at my leg. Um, A friend of the show, her name is Brittany, has given me a care package, and this is a care package for one Quentin Gregory Neff. Hi, Quentin Gregory Neff. QGN. I love it when we get presents. We've gotten we got some cool presents from Ryan from City on a Hill Games. We got um we we got uh, a package from Ella Bella Superstar. Right now, uh, you can go on our YouTube page and see that video. Oh, it's Uh, up. It is up of us uh, of us opening up the slime that Ella Bella Superstar gifted us. We like getting presents, so uh, send us all your gifts. So this is a cool package. From Brittany to you, Neff, sliding it your way. Sliding it down your way. A new listener to the show. (laughs) She said she was going through her stuff and she found these. So tell us what you got. Should I open it? Yes, open it. I mean, you could just. Ooh, boy. What is it? (laughs) That's cool. It's a Kyle Rayner action figure, but it's like a retro style one. Yeah, so that is like one like the, the Mattel, like it's like a like oh, kind of amigo, wow. amigo style. Yeah, that's really cool. Hey, they have a John Stewart and a Guy Gardner and a Sinestro. That's really cool. That's like, collect really cool. them all. Yeah. All right. Let's see what else, what else is in there. Oh my goodness, there are books. I'm so pumped. The Green Lantern Chronicles, Volume One. Who's it written by? I, I don't know. It's, uh, <laughs> So one. many people. All the all the Green Lantern stories in exact order they were published. Oh, all of them. That's why it's such a small book. And she did throw in there. It's volume well, one, on. volume one, volume two, and volume three. Volume two, yeah. So you are in good shape there, man. Yeah. Nice. What do we that's say, awesome. Neff? Yeah. Thank you so much. That's oh, this is so cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank That'll you, be thank really you. cool for him to play with for thank a little you. while there. Have are, that so red. are you gonna are you gonna leave Kyle Rayner in the box or are you gonna take him out? Uh, I'm going to keep him in the box. Uh, he looks good. Collectible. <laughs> uh, thank you, Brittany. And if anybody else wants to send something to the Nerd of Godcast, um, just message us. We'll give you an address or something like that. It's kind of weird to put something like that. We don't ask for presents, but we do get them. We enjoy them as long as they're not like ticking or alive or a human head. <laughs> Well, that is about all the time we have for tonight. We just want to say thank you again so much for listening. If you haven't had a chance yet, do connect with us on social media. It means a lot. Uh, wherever you subscribe, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or listening on SoundCloud, leave us a review and a rating. We love stars, especially when they come in fives. Uh, please, and, and write some feedback to us. Uh, if you haven't subscribed across all the social medias, please do that. Check us out on YouTube. Subscribe to that. Every single subscription helps. It only takes like two minutes to probably jump across all the social media platforms and like like, follow, and subscribe, but it really does mean the world to us. Review, like, pass it along, and if you know any nerdy friends who love Jesus or who need to love Jesus, tap them on the shoulder and say, hey, listen to the Nerd of Godcast, and uh, you'll be changing their life, we know for sure. Uh, anybody else got anything before we head out of here tonight? Make good choices. Oh. Well, that's all the time we have for tonight. Uh, we are going to be coming back uh, with a very special episode next time, you guys. Ooh. Well, this is going to be an exciting one, guys. We've never done anything like this in the Nerdy Godcast before. What is it? We are going to be recording next Tuesday. Okay. We're going to have a, 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 I can't tell you who, but a special guest, but you'll know who when I tell you uh, okay. what we're talking about. But next week, we are 
we are celebrating the road to WrestleMania. Oh, oh. I know who it is. I could and actually have some conversation. We're going to be talking oh, wrestling. Jackie likes wrestling. I, I forget don't necessarily the, like it. You and you, she you partake. partake. That I partake. All right. So we're going to talk wrestling next time. Uh, and I'm sure that we're going to have a blast uh, with some special guests here in the studio. Uh, it'll be a great time kicking it old school. I'd love to. I can't wait to learn about some of the new stuff in wrestling. I don't I haven't really been following as much as I used to. And also flex some of my old wrestling knowledge. We're going to play some wrestling <laughs> Game. So oh, if you so are a fan Do I of get to super sports entertainment, I, yes, absolutely. Yes. That's yes. going to be our cover art. Is you super Tony. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna have it's a lot gonna of fun with that. It's gonna be our first ever cover art. That's a gift. That's right. Uh, so please tune in for that. Uh, that'll be coming up uh, in two weeks' time from now. So we are very very excited for that. Tune in uh, and listen to us all across wherever fine podcasts are consumed. Ooh. Until then, uh, for the Nerdy Godcast, Steve O Supremo. Stay fresh, cheese bags. The big. <laughs> Did you just call our listeners cheese bags? I showed him. <laughs> I showed Stephen a picture of some like Ziploc bags, but the, they were they're intentionally designed for preserving cheese, and they're called Stay Fresh Cheese Bags. <laughs> and the just... the picture was like, well, I know what I'm going to say when I leave the room now. <laughs> And now Stephen is like, stay fresh, cheese bags. My new favorite way to, to say goodbye. We just lost ten listeners. No, he called we, me a cheese bag. No. Yeah, but we just we don't have like old like bitty listeners that so, are like. But our numbers just went up in Wisconsin. Yeah. The big man, Quentin Gregory Neff. I love cheese. Jackie freaking Wilson. Bye. Uh, and vicariously, we say uh, adios to Lady Lismati, who could not be with us tonight. And my name is Tony T. Until next time, we ain't got to go home, but we can't stay. Stay here. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Oh, nobody complains with cheese, does it? There you go. Cheese out. <laughs> cheese crest out. Cheese crest. Cheese flavored toothpaste. <laughs> Somebody patented it. Nick, come over here and give oh. me a hug. Give me a hug, Nick. Come here. No. Oh. Give him well, a hug. Now <laughs> he wants a hug. That's... Don't don't leave him. Hang. There it is. It's beautiful. That's what that this was is nice. Happening. That was nice. I've never hugged Nick before.